0: to Crit-Apocalypse episode 163, where myself Matt- I can
1: barely hear that, you're not even audible.
0: Okay, okay, let's fucking do this, shall we? Welcome to Crit-Apocalypse episode 163, titled Answer Cunt. Let's get straight to it this week, let's talk about some news. on Spotify, they SoundCloud, what?
1: they'll probably vary it. What? Probably. Then we won't get any listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well not? What? What?
0: This is how I podcast. You know this at this point. Welcome to episode 163. I'm Matt. You're around. We're going to talk about some stuff. First, we're going to talk about some news. Are we? Uh,
1: Can you stop yeah. it? No, you do it all the time. I don't. Not during the podcast. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You definitely do. I do not. All
0: right, well, we'll see how that goes, shall we? Um, yeah, we're going to talk about some news. Um, Are we? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why? Escape Room 2 is out in two
2: weeks
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, What else? Oh Black Widow is going to be out by the time we do our next podcast but Escape Room 2 looks terrible It looks amazing, what are you talking about? You haven't even seen Escape Room 1 I've seen Cube You don't know I've the story. It's not like it's Cube. Cube, it's not like Saw It's Cube I watched every Saw film and I'll tell you what Escape Room is not Saw or Cube It has Tyler Bean in it for one And Natalie Wolfe or DeWolf, whatever her name is. The one from, uh, the one from Daredevil. You know, the one from True Blood and Daredevil. Okay. Welcome. Deborah and Wall. There you go, there you go. I thought her name was Wolf.
1: Deborah and Wall.
0: Who fucking knows? Anyways, episode 163, I'm going first this week, so I guess I'm going to start my first review. You okay with that, Ant? You alright with that? Well, what Ant? choice do I have? Are you okay with that? Um, I watched a movie, yeah? I watched a movie by director Neil Marshall, famous for The Descent. hmm. He also did Doomsday. hmm. He did, did he do Lockdown? I don't know. No, nor do I. He did Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Neil Marshall, fairly prolific horror director, has made a new movie for Shooter. He didn't talk about your, your knees. I did. I said the Escape Room 2 is coming out. Oh, no, is that it? Is that well, news? Venom 2 coming out as well. The year of the sequel. That's not news. Uh, Mo- Mo- Morbius has been
1: moved. The thing is coming out is not news. That's mm-hmm. a release date. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, let's doing actually, press releases. Let's, okay.
0: Let's actually talk about no, 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 it. No, no. No, no, you're no, 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 no. Fucking... You've complained now. You've complained now. Let's fucking do this, right? So we got some news. We do actually have some actual news. All right. So stop being a cunt. Do we? Is so, it
1: that Savage Avid's been named? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we can talk about that very quickly. Then is so, that all you about? to talk about the new fucked, health sex? Matt Hancock fucked a, fucked a woman on CCTV, because he's a fucking idiot. Um, he then said he wasn't going to quit. Boris Johnson said he's not going to quit, and then he quit. Not only did he quit his position as health secretary, he also quit his marriage... Because apparently he's moving in with this bird he was shagging.
2: Um,
0: the reason it's such a big deal in the UK, and people seem to not think it is, is because she may or may not have gone through that rigorous screening <laughs> process that apparently someone has to partake to be part of Parliament. Um, part of that process should actually be conflicts of interest. But of course that didn't happen. So she has ties to a company that may or may not want to privatise the NHS and may or may not have been doing that whilst Matt Hancock, Hancock was the health secretary. Um, so, in comes Saj- Sajid Javid, who, uh, who if people don't know, he's a senior advisor for JP Morgan, a, an American company that has an interest in privatising the NHS. These Tories, there seems to be this running thread. They just want to fuck our health service. And that's okay, because like, everyone clapped. Yeah, everybody clapped for the nurses. They didn't give a yeah. pay rise, but we clapped. It's really funny because I like to clap my fucking fists Sergeant around.
1: Javid does sound like a comedy name.
0: It does that you'd make up. On what's What's really funny like about the day to day name? What's really funny about him is that he quit the Tory Party. He quit as a Tory Party MP and as a standing member of the Tory Party because he was uh, he was upset with the way it was being run. He was upset with Boris Johnson, his racism, and all this other blatant shit that he was doing. He's okay um, with it now. He's okay with it now. And apparently it's because he was very good friends with Carrie Simmons and was even her advisor before she started banging Boris Johnson whilst Boris Johnson's wife had cancer. Mm. Yeah. Boris Johnson, eh? What a cunt. Mm. Um, the other bit of news, uh, Shazam 2, we Still saw... saying
1: they just... Well,
0: no, Shazam 2, we saw some costumes. There's been a teaser trailer, some new stuff going on there. So that's exciting. You excited about that, Ant?
1: That's
0: a yeah? No. And everybody's favourite energy sucking pedophile vampire, Jared Leto, is is in his new movie Mobius or Mobius. Uh guess what they've said about Mobius? Have you heard what they've said about Mobius yet? Morbius. Morbius. I'm going to call it Mobius. It's Morbius. Have you heard about what they said about Mo- Morbius? I'm I don't care. You don't care? Tyrese Gibson came out and said it's definitely part of the MCU. Then Sony Pictures came out and released a press st- press statement that said it is not part of the MCU, despite the presence of an MCU villain in Victor Toombs, who was obviously Vulture. because
1: Tyrese Gibson wants to be part of the... Well, no, apparently the entire cast thought they were part of the MCU. Because they don't know what they're filming. They're just... They've just- they're doing a fucking comic book movie. Do you think Jared Leto shit?
0: was... It, there's like a scene where a schoolgirl gets taken into his bedroom and just disappears and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm making a documentary about my early career. Maybe. No, nah, that would involve an anal scene. They don't want to film that. So any pictures don't do that. Anyway, speaking of Jared Leto being a fucking rapist, on to my first review of the week. Are you ready to go? Are you on? gonna get on with your first, yeah, get review, you on are my you? first review? You wanted news. I gave you some news. It's not
1: really interesting news. news, I
0: don't care about news. It's a, you don't get to decide if it's interesting or not. You complain that it wasn't news. You complained that I wasn't filling big... the function of news. So I be...
1: gave you news and now you're unhappy that you weren't interested. You made a big fuss and you just said there's some release dates. I...
0: That Should, I was excited so just about. Read press for Should I get
1: some press releases and yeah. we'll read some pre- yeah, fine, yeah, just
0: read press releases? Fine, fucking do that
1: releases, next. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <coughs> so, Sean Purple. Can you not cough like that? The complaints are mounting. It's just everything now. Am I breathing too loudly? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'll have to erase the noise put a noise gate on there to make sure. This is... What is happening? Is this some sort of... Is this an escape room too not situation? Not a pleasurable listening experience for the audience.
0: What I'm finding is... I think that you've set this up so I'm slowly driven insane. I'm going to try and leave the room after the podcast I'm is done.
1: i some ASMR. <laughs> That's our knuckles.
2: Yeah.
0: And... That was my neck. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Yeah, so uh, I watched the Nurse Neil Marshall film. It's exclusively on Shudder, the horror streaming service. Oh. Um, And it's called The Reckoning. Yeah. So, that was a quiet one. I thought I could get away with it. So, in The Reckoning, a woman, who I can't remember the name of, Grace. Grace. A woman named Grace. Yeah. Um, She is living with her husband, Joseph, on the outskirts of town. They have... A not entirely successful life, but there's there's enough wealth there and they're happy with each other that they live a peaceful, happy existence in medieval England. (laughs) Joseph, who's played by Joe Anderson... Medieval England... Yeah. Joseph is oh. played by um by Joe Anderson, who you've probably seen in your favourite film across the so universe. This is the
1: Reckoning twenty twenty. Yeah. This isn't The Reckoning twenty fifteen. No, 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 yeah. twenty twenty. And this isn't The Reckoning 2002?
0: No, I should have said it's The Reckoning twenty twenty star uh directed by Neil
1: Marshall starring yeah. Joe Anderson. And it's not I'm the sure reckoning twenty eleven T V miniseries. No. no. Although maybe that's linked. I don't want There's saying... also The Reckoning two thousand and fourteen starring Luke Hemsworth. No, it's It's not that one either, no. What about the 1970 film, The Reckoning? Tell me more about this Luke Hemsworth movie. Or the 2021 film, The Reckoning.
0: Oh, wait, 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 it might also be that
1: one. No, that one's got C.J. Morrison and Wally Welch in it. Wait, who are they? I don't know, but there's also a 2007 film, The Reckoning, starring Matthew Barry Ryan. Might also be that one. And there's the 2016 film, The Reckoning different one to the other 2016 Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, what I'm saying is that um, it's not a very original Original movie. There's also another 2021 film called The Reckoning.
0: It might... That might also be this one. Anna
1: Ayla and Martin... No, no, I've gone past the Sean Poetry one.
0: Yeah, no, but I think that there's... It's been released in multiple places with different... Well, with the same... No, 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 I've had
1: that. There was a 1908 film called The Reckoning. It might also be that one.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so... um, So the story is that this woman, she is living with her husband. They've just had a child and her husband... Gets sick due to a due to a plague that's going around, and his exposure to it via a a, a drink in a pub. Um, essentially, a very sick man is drinking from a pint, and the lord of the of the the lord or the baron of their little their little area, he switches the cup so that Joe Anderson takes a sip from the sick man's cup, and comes down with the illness himself. Oh. And it's not like black plague; it's it's like a uh, it's, it's like the flu. A bit like the flu, but instead yeah. of it just being like it's coughs, just, just the flu, coughs and snivels, you also get these horrible patches of almost leprosy of your body. So he gets these like gammy, big, bleeding, bloody pustules just growing on his body. It's, it's very grim. Um, so anyway, so, um, so he dies. Sadly, her husband dies and she's, oh. she's left to fend for herself. And in fending for herself, she is, re- she rebukes the advances of the baron who switched the drinks in the first place and he deems her a witch. And from there, the reckoning is the eventual um, reckoning against those people that be- lied, that said she was a witch when she wasn't, because witches don't exist. And um, it's... Uh, an, it,
1: I happen to know
0: some very... wickers, w- wickers, Wickens Wickens. Yeah, yeah. The, the gay then... character from the X-Men. What? The w- Wiccan is a gay character from the X-Men.
1: That's Iceman.
0: No, Iceman's also gay. Mm. Although Iceman's not gay in the past, but gay in the future. Cause you remember that uncanny X-Men comic where the young versions went back in time? He wasn't gay when he was young, but he was gay when he was older.
1: Cause he ain't had that shack meat yet. Maybe
0: that's what it was. Huh? Anyway, so The Reckoning is, it's quite a violent, bloody movie, as most of Neil Marshall's things are. Um, and there's some interesting parts here and there, but it, it really doesn't, I don't know if it's lack of budget or, um, or what, but it just doesn't feel, like has as much of an impact as the other other movies that he's made. Even things like Doomsday, there are memorable moments and there are set pieces that really work. But in this, it's it's almost like some of it's misery for misery's sake, less than a sto- instead of a storytelling sort of thing. There's a there's a particular character, Sean Pertwee, plays like a witchfinder general, and he doesn't come into the film. Well, he's very briefly seen in the beginning, but he doesn't really come into the film until the last forty minutes. And when he enters, he does bring a present. Cause it's Sean Perl. He's actually a really decent actor I in most of stuff. Yeah. Um, he's, he's actually a really decent actor when he's in most stuff. And in this, he is like his, his, you know, he's got that certain tone where he sounds like he can, he can flip between being like having like a common normal accent and then having like quite a pronounced, his enunciation becomes really clear. And he's got that slight, that slight hiss to his voice. And he's very, very good in villain roles. And that fits this, cause this character is trying to convince her. The entirety of his his sort of back and forth with grace is he's trying to convince her to admit she's a witch. a, conve- a confession is all he's after. try to
1: drop her in some water?:
0: No, no, they try much more grisly things than that. so um so they have like these different tools they use to try and like they have like the face mask that keeps their mouths open and they don't let them sleep. you know like the metal, it looks like a metal mask and it basically has two two large um rivets pinned to the put to the front. And you basically force someone's mouth open for and these big metal rivers. Um then she's skewered with these ice pick things. And then and then the final thing is like it looks like a dildo that goes inside of her, but it's already too too big, I'd assume, for a lady's for JJ. Unless she's she has been fucking Satan. Because I assume he's got a big old cock. I've seen I've seen Dante's Inferno. But they force that, they penetrate her with that and then they twist a thing and it expands out. Not like a flower, because it doesn't expand out from the top down. The whole thing expands out. So it's like uh, like a carousel. Ooh, ooh. So Neil Marshall's a pervert. He might be a pervert. They, these might be real things they did to witches. Or uh, perceived No, they just them in rivers. No, they didn't. They were a lot worse than that. You know they
1: were a lot worse than they that. They were just like, whether well, they but, float, uh, and if they float...
0: But yeah, like, the whole film is, is like little hints at something else that could have been. And I know I keep saying this about films, and I know that maybe it's my own perception of them or my hope for what... You know, maybe I feel like there's some missing thread that wasn't finished off in this. But there's a particular character who's an ex-witch, according to Sean Pertwee. She was someone who, who didn't, didn't admit to being a witch. She was burned at the stake and then suddenly rain came down and put her out.
2: Oh. At the point she was
0: being burnt, but she's still horribly scarred. That was God. Yeah, maybe. She's still horribly scarred. And like, there's this idea that, you know, she can see some sympathy in the character. Like, she, she is, um, she might be on her side, or she might be trying to ply Sean Pertwee to release her. No, she's just evil for evil's sake. She does evil things. She believes in the exact maybe same you know,
1: thing. not that good.
0: No yeah, movie. Um, there's also, um, and, and this might be a bit spoilery. At the end, there is a plot to escape. I mean, you just talked about everything that happened. No, 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 yet. I haven't. Like, that is not the entirety of the film, because there is more interesting. Yeah, there's you talked like. talked about the erotic scenes. There's, uh, there with are. The, with the big giant dildo that's no, thing that's not erotic there is some eroticism or like the hints at eroticism like she's forced to stay awake the whole time Hot. so they they try and play with the idea that she's hallucinating due to her lack of sleep mm-hmm. so they do introduce, introduce the idea that she's convening with the devil at moments but in reality it could be her own self-conscious telling her to give in and she starts
1: thinking about Sean Pertwee
0: she started thinking about her husband mostly uh-huh. um, and there's also an interesting side character that's her friend the only other female apart from the burned one and herself Oh, and there's a nursemaid, but she's not really a character. But there's a female friend who is also objecting to what's happening. And there's hints that the husband is going to declare a witch just to get rid of her. Like, there's the idea that he drops, like, this flippant remark, like, lest you be declared a witch, shut the fuck up. And, like, she's like... And there is there is a nice... And probably worked
2: back
1: then. Just, probably. Yeah, probably.
0: There is a nice hint at, like, well... I won't spoil that storyline at
1: all.
0: I won't spoil that storyline at oh, but, all. But yeah, when it comes to the ending, though, there is there is a point where they come up with a scheme that one person is going to be poisoned with. Because someone in the cells with her, not with her in her cell, but someone in an adjacent cell, is dying of the illness. When you say
1: a scheme, is this like a. On your no, 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 Delphia no. no. Style
0: scheme? This, there's a kid who's a sympathetic character that actually wants to help mm. her, and he witnessed the crime that apparently took place that proved she was a witch and knows she isn't. So he's trying to help her because he wants to get her out of there. He wants to try and help free her. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's a moment where they spike a, a flagon of ale, like a, a, no, more like a, you know, what's the tall wine things, like a decanter, a wine decanter? They have like a wine decanter and they, they basically, they, they pour infected blood in it so that whoever drinks from it is going to get sick. And
1: the, post- oh yeah, you said this is about some sort of plague thing.
0: There's a plague going on in the background. It's not a key. Like no. they use that as like, they dropped the hint that part of the reason they think she's a witch is because her husband was ill, but she didn't get ill. But you see in the beginning that he stu- he kept away from because them.
1: it's an STD, and she thought he was gross.
0: <laughs> no, like he purposely kept away from his wife and his daughter, and then hung himself before the symptoms got so bad mm. that he couldn't. You know, they would have understood
1: uh, that back then. What they didn't understand how viruses spread back then. Like they didn't. They didn't. yeah, but
0: they knew like coughing and shit like that. They no, knew- they
1: didn't. They thought they literally thought that the god was making them get ill. Really? Yeah. Because the plague doctors wore masks and shit. Yeah, because it looked cool. And gloves. Yeah. But they didn't understand the old They didn't tell people that. Oh, right. Well, they used to freaking just live in their shit. Ah. Uh. But I think he does... The Romans he... gave us sewage systems and we ignored it. British people yeah, know, were stupid. Yeah, we destroyed them. Yeah. We kept using the same roads they'd produced... It's a good job we... Do. <laughs> we learned from history.
0: Isn't it funny that we still have the same roads the Romans built? Some of them are still in use today because we just, we're not good at original four, us Brits. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, yeah, so, um, yeah, as I was saying, there's hints at this, like, there's gruesome fate for a specific character, but then they get beheaded. But you kind of want to see them slowly die of this horrible illness.
1: And they just get beheaded, and I was just yeah, like Yeah, but everyone has a good beheading scene in a film. No. I, I think Shudder has to have one beheading per film. You get a really good cart running over someone's head. Oh, nice. Is it like the bit in um, Toxic Avenger when the it car goes over cuts the kids. through
0: literally cuts through them like butter. Nice. Cuts through their head like butter. But it does look, it looks a bit gnarly. It looks like they have done some work on the special effects for some parts, but other parts are just like you know, just a bit... And some of the
1: shutter factory just films loads of gorse things and they just splice it into films. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they are becoming the asylum of horror movies.
1: Uh, yeah, Asylum video somewhere
0: yeah well Psycho Gorman they buy stuff as well like Psycho Gorman they bought to put on mm-hmm. Um that's on there now you can watch that but yeah the Re- the Reckoning's fine um, Neil Marshall's done a lot better he's done a lot worse I think that not having someone the main the woman who plays the main character she she's alright but she doesn't she lacks like the you don't really feel because from scene to scene and I, again this might be a direction thing when she's like suffering, suffering, the next scene she just appears to be fine. And I don't know if that's because they're trying to say that maybe there is some unholy influence and she's healing quicker or something like that. But they don't really... That's just script continuity. Yeah, they just don't really do anything with it. But, um, but yeah, all in all, it's fine. It's like middle of the line horror movie. And it just, it could have been better. I think Neil Marsh was a director is better than this. I think that, I think that he can do better. And I think the cast could probably do a lot better if they were given the... Given the the you know maybe some better
1: direction maybe some clearer visual, isn't it? You Neil know, Marshall's just doing a job for a TV station basically.
0: Maybe maybe that's what it is. But yeah, Um yeah, I'm looking forward. To, as I said, it's middle of the line. Like she was in Ocean's Eight. Who's that? The woman? Yeah, the Charlotte main character. Something. Yeah, Charlotte Kirk. Yeah, she's she, like I said. I Just I think that maybe. Maybe she's better than this, and it is the directing and the editing that sort of cut out some of her more...
1: No, no, I'm looking all over a film that she's been in. She's not better than this. No? <clears throat> How bad are we looking? Uh, She was in um Tekken 2, A Man Called X.
0: There's a Tekken 2? Yeah. There's a live-action Tekken 2?
1: Apparently. She's That's in non-stop. In... Which one's Nonstop? You know, the one where Liam Neeson falls in a plane. If it was on a train. I mean, it looks like a plane in the pictures here. It's got the, um...
0: I thought stop was on a thing. train. No, no, it's
1: on a plane. It's on a plane. Which yeah, one's on a train. a train? Is it the commuter? Is he maybe. in the commuter? But, um... Yeah, she's in that. Is she in anything
0: good recently? Ocean's 8 is alright.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's the main person, that. Right? Actually, she's not one of the...
0: No, no, she's not.
1: ...things. She's... Ulysses, a dark odyssey. Oh, maybe not, then.
0: Um... All in all, though, middle of the ground, I'd say that it's... Middle of the ground. Middle of the road. It's uh, it's a Matthew Modine, you know? It's all right. It's fine. Um, I, I feel like everyone could have done so much better in this, and I'm just really disappointed by the fact that it just... It doesn't do enough with the... It's such a cool concept, you know? And they could do some really horrific stuff, and, like, the horrific stuff they do is just played off as if, like, oh... Like, after that... After that gross dildo thing She's just running around in the
1: next scene I'm like yeah, At least give her a bit of a waddle
0: Well just give her anything Like Or even if you give the character some dignity In that after that she is treated Like she's like Bandaged or something You know like Have a like these, Yeah Act like these characters Are existing And not just In each shot and scene You know
1: God some of the shit Liam Neeson's been in So much shit
0: um but yeah, I, I would
1: I would avoid well, He's like, in an episode of Inside Amy Schumer playing Don Cheadle Does Don Cheadle play Liam Neeson? I don't know, I don't want to look at I'll have a look for Don Cheadle, your reviewer.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, there is a film coming out by Ben Wheatley, who's the guy who did A Field in England and and um Kill List and like some of those darker horrors. He's done a film called Um In the Woods. Or um or or something something in the woods. Um and uh, and that's a new horror that's coming out and it's shot in a similar situation. It was pandemic shot and 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 written during the pandemic and it's a really quick shoot. Um but full full movie it's being released in cinemas, and I'm really looking forward to that. I think I'm getting I have a little bit of hope that there's gonna be some sort of horror soon. It's gonna be decent. No.
1: Your view man We've got a remake of cube coming out.
0: <gasps> You're fucking kidding me!
1: Yes. Yeah, Is been... it this year? The Japanese one coming out in October. There's a Japanese Cube remake of Cube. It's got the guy who plays Philip in Carmen Rider double in it. I mean, you had me at Japanese Cube, Ant. Mm. And we've got Escape Room Two and Cube in one. You know year. what it matters though when you get a remake of Cube in Japan. What we get a pop song in it.
0: What's Cube in Japanese? Cube. Either you're taking the piss, <laughs> it's Cube, or I'm disappointed. It's Cuba. <laughs> I mean, both. Are it's an important word. That's just disappointing. All right, your review, Ant.
2: Yeah.
1: That's disappointing. Yeah, um, right, let's fill some time. Um Donnery, Hell in a Cell happened last Sunday. <laughs> um, I sort of zoned out most of it. Um, it was decent enough. There were some fun matches. I like the women's Hell in a Cell match. That was a lot sort of fun. It was um, Bailey versus B- um, Bianca Belair. Is
0: Roman Reigns dead now? What? Is Roman Reigns dead? No, now? he's
1: the freaking champ. But, um, that was a weird thing, though. He was meant to have a Hell in a Cell match against Rey Mysterio, but for some reason they bumped it to SmackDown the Friday before. So they just took it off the card and made it a main they just put a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown? Um I don't know what that means. I mean Hell in a Cell. No, but I mean like why
0: is that significant being moved to SmackDown?
1: Well they took it off the it was one of the shows that the the pay per view was meant to be built around and they oh, just moved right. it they just moved it to one of the T V shows a few days I before. I'm guessing they you know maybe they thought free Hell in the Cells was excessive in one night, I don't know, man. Free Hell in a Cell matches. I think it's stupid that they have a pay per view called Hell in a Cell where Hell in a Cell matches happen. Because it used to be that that was like the ender of a big feud, like it, you know. But SWB for you, they love to have their pay per views that are built around certain match types, which deflates the, you know, the weight of that sort of match type. Mm. You know, like it used to be a cage match, like that would end a feud. If two guys have been feuding for months on end, maybe a whole year in the territory days, like feuds could go on for years in the territories because they would just keep. You know they'd have to tour it around and give everyone plenty of time to get caught up to speed because it wasn't on television and stuff. Yeah, and then they would end it with a cage match. You'd get like uh, friggin' Harley Race versus Ric Flair at Starcade in 1986, I think it was. Um, still cage match, massive big deal, or Dusty Rhodes or something. But nowadays, it's WWE are like, okay, here in Oct- here in like July June is our scheduled Hell in a Cell, and no matter what's happening with the feud, whether it's a big deal or not. The main event's gonna happen in a hell in a cell. And that just sort of like makes no sense to me. Mm. Because what if the feud's like barely got started or people aren't really into it or it's not really, you know, it's not that dramatic and all this sort of stuff. Like, head in a cell implies that it should be, you know, hell. It should, it should be, there should be a real reason why you want to hurt your opponent really bad and cut, you know, cause it's no rules and cage and all that sort of stuff. But instead it's just like Yeah we're going to have A Hell in a Cell match Ooh Yeah Just you know Ruins the fun Something like Money in the Bank I get that Because you get a contract There's a reward That plays out For the rest of the year It adds to a storyline For the year Like when they have The Money in the Bank tournament The winner gets a contract that lets them cash in For a world title match Whenever they want And that gives you something That you can use As a storyline tool For the rest of the year Going forward Yeah But Hell in a Cell a one off thing Just make it mean something Don't do a Hell in a Cell match Unless it matters and then when you do it outside of that, it just feels like you're having too many Hell in a Cell matches a year. Yeah. Know. There are other matches they could be doing. Yeah. It got so silly. They, they, they tried doing a submission sp- pay-per-view once years ago, and I was like, it's wrestling. Just end the matches with a submission. Doesn't make sense. But anyway, anyway um, the event was all right. It was, you know, it was fine. WWE let go a whole ton of wrestlers recently, some really talented ones and some that were really over it. It's really kind of weird. Mm. Um, they let, They let Samoa Joe go. He isn't wrestling nowadays. He's like been injured and he's been he's sort of semi-retired, and then hired him back two weeks later because everyone was complaining like crazy. Yeah. Um. So he's got a new on TV role now. He's going to be. I think he's running NXT or something. Oh, okay. But um. But yeah, they let Braun Strowman go, who's like, like I mean, I don't think he's a particularly great wrestler, but as a personality and as a like someone that the fans get behind, you know, he's massive, great, big, beefy. It means his name's Braun Strongman, effectively. Like this, <laughs> um, you know, he's the sort of person you can easily chuck into a main event and have him, you know. If you get yourself a small wrestler who's WWE champion, then you chuck him up against this seven foot tall beast of a man. That's in, you've got instant conflict there. You've got a drama. How will the tiny guy beat the big guy? You know, but they just let him go, and they let go, you know. And he's he's funny on the mic. The dudes. Well Samoa Joe's a personality Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe's a proper wrestler Yeah But Braun Strowman He's not much of a wrestler But for a big You know Considering he's a big guy You think normally They're pretty personalityless Because they can coast by on Their being massive Yeah like The Rock But um, Braun Strowman's Actually quite funny And he's got quite A good sense of humour And he likes to Take the piss out of himself Quite a bit Yeah So you know They could have used him But no They let him go They let go Tyler Breeze as well And Tyler Breeze has been Doing nothing for ages But he's like a genuinely Great wrestler Yeah and holds the distinction of being the only wrestler to ever have a match with Jushin Liger in WWE. Jushin, Jushin Liger, legendary Japanese wrestler. All right, cool. The one match he had in WWE was against Tyler Breeze. Yeah. But, um, no. But it had in a cell. It was just a bunch of decent matches. Nothing much going on. It was... The, um, Charlotte Flair had a decent match. There was, like, some good tag matches going. I think there was one tag match. But I can't remember what happened in it. Um, the main event was... Um, Drew McIntyre versus uh, friggin' Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's champion now. I think he's a bit of a charisma vacuum. He's only really held up by having a really good manager right yeah. now. His manager's MVP, who's like a master at mic work and was a fantastic wrestler, but he doesn't wrestle anymore. He's too injured. Um, but yeah, that's that's a main event I couldn't really figure out because I don't watch the weekly show. It doesn't feel like that should be a main event to me, but apparently it is. I mean, I like Drew McIntyre, but he's been, he's been the main event of the whole time we've had lockdowns and there's been no audiences. He's only had one match with an audience mm. as world champion. We're in a world championship position anyway. And that was at WrestleMania. Apparently they're going back to having audiences next month in America. Which, um, yeah. Because apparently it's all over now in America. Apparently 300 deaths a day means it's over. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But, um, yeah. But anyway, the pay view is fine. I do wish they'd get rid of the in the cell design they use nowadays. So they, they about a couple of years ago they painted it red, and that's a disaster when you're filming stuff, like because when you've got a mesh that can be in front of the wrestlers and behind the wrestlers, mm. and it's a thin mesh, no no amount of HD is going to, you know, work well with your compression for the video streaming. Yeah, it's, like, because it's a of images and red at that, which is the worst contrast in color against like any natural background colour like mm. greys and blacks and blues and stuff it's gonna it's gonna mess with all sorts of stuff I wish they'd go back to the metal grey because it looks nicer and yeah. it doesn't look like a toy because when it's red it looks like you know when you get a toy play set of something and everything's just red pl- unpainted plastic or something it looks like that and they made it too tall it's really tall now like no one's ever gonna throw fr- fr- off the top of that it's way too tall for someone to fall off it needs it to be a big moment that's a bit disappointing just throw them off stuff yeah or well, maybe make,
0: like, make a demi-cell.
1: Yeah. They just turn their heads and so stuff. The best you get nowadays is someone hangs from the side and does a little mm. controlled backfall onto a thing. Mm. They didn't do any of that in this pay-per-view. what well, didn't even bust through the wall of it. Of course they don't. It's boring. I want to see someone fly off the top of the cell. I want to see one of these wrestlers potentially break their spine <laughs> for my entertainment in front of no audience members. Just video-ish I don't know.
0: That's, that's, yeah, just you watching a smart film, basically.
1: Yeah. Their wrestlers don't take bumps like that nowadays, which is probably good for their health, but... Yeah, 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 I mean, like, they're mostly old, dude. They followed up the Hell in a Cell with um, straight afterwards with Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewing um, Mick Foley, mm. who's famous for back in 1996 in the first, no, Sorry. second Hell in a Cell match.
0: Oh, going straight through the three tiers.
1: Thrown, it's not free tiers, it's only one cell.
0: Oh, right, you got thrown off the edge of it. You got there. thrown
1: off the edge and then climbs back up to the top and goes straight through the top into yes. the ring. Um, which is pretty messed up.
0: Like, he... Uh, He really fucked
1: himself up. Yeah, I mean, he messed himself up a whole bunch before Mm. then. Um, You read Mick Foley's autobiography, it's basically like, hey, I'm a really happy-go-lucky guy, and I'm having all this sort of stuff, and I had this, you know, this is stuff that's going on in my life. Oh, and also, I went and threw myself off a 20-foot scaffold through some tables. Mm. I set fire to myself. This is the time Vader punched my ear off. Like... (laughs) That's yeah. a great moment. Vader, famous for clobbering people, really, not not pulling his punches, really twatting yeah, yeah. people. It's called Working Stiff. And he, like, earlier in the match, Mick Foley had gone through the ropes and done a thing called a hangman. Yeah. You run towards the rope, you dive towards it, and you put your head between the top and bottom rope and throw your body over the rope so you hang Yeah, with the rope basically scissored around yeah, your neck. Yeah. And when he pulled himself free, the ropes had been tightened by another wrestler earlier. They'd asked for the ropes to be tightened. Yeah. Um, there's still cables uh, this one yeah Um as he pulled him off it pulled his ear and ripped half his oh, ear away yeah it's still attached to his head but when he goes back into the ring to keep fighting Vader Vader punches him and oh. his ear comes flying off and someone very one of the referees picked it up and Mick Ric Flair was in charge of running the shows on this tour mm. and he put it in some ice and gave it to Ric Flair <laughs> that's why Mick Foley has no ear oh god
0: that's so grim
1: yeah Apparently there's video footage and you can just about see It's a really low res 90, yeah, yeah. early 90s yeah. but you can see a, a little pink blob go flying through the air.
0: Oh, I still remember the Tyson and Holyfield fight when
1: I was a kid. No, oh, he bit his ear. This, watching, that's just a little chunk. This is his whole ear. I remember
0: watching that when I was a kid and everybody was going he bit his ear. And you know when you're a kid and like, there's that weird there's like a weird disconnect when you see adults doing something that's weird. And everybody's like, he bit his fucking ear off. He bit his ear off. And I was going, Dad, wait, what's happening? he goes, Oh, Mike Tyson just bit off a of Van der Holyfield's ear, just like casual as fuck. And everybody yeah. else was like, he bit his ear off, he bit his ear off. And like I know my dad used to be a rucker, like. He used to used to be like schoolyard fights, a bit like me, just used to ruck about in school. And uh and I can remember just like everyone else's face was like I can't believe we just seen a man get bit off my dad. So matter of factly, just turns to me and goes, "Son, sometimes when you're in a fight, you do whatever you can to win."
1: Such as <laughs> a professional boxing match. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think that I, in my it, like when I was younger, I was like, I was like, I kind of get Tyson thought he was going to lose. He thought he was going to mm-hmm. die. I've seen that fight since then. Tyson was going to kill him.
1: <laughs> Look, the Holyfield, was like 15-20 years older than Tyson. Yeah, at the yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Like the fight itself,
0: that. you could see, you could see Holyfield getting slower. Like. There's a weird mm-hmm. thing that happens in a lot of boxing matches where you sort of get that explosion of pace every so often, mm. and Tyson was such a such a quick Unless you're a
1: prize fighter in May, Floyd Mayweather, where oh, he basically it. just drags it out to give people a show. I still couldn't believe that.
0: Floyd Mayweather only threw over 100, I think it was 103, 123 punches, mm. and 60, 70, or 80% of them, something like that. Like, it was a really good hit rate. Like, okay, yeah, anything yeah. over 50% is great he um, tapped him <laughs> just tapped him and you look at Logan Paul's hit rate 200 250 punches mm. 20% hits like that's a man who's just swinging wildly like there is a hit in that fight where Logan Paul gets hit just just under the chin to the mm. right and he gets hit and he's going down on his knees like any other fight yeah. but in any other fight you just you let him go to his knees and then maybe he gets up maybe he doesn't on the count of 10 and then as soon as that 10 comes up you've had a nice little rest they've used all their strength to get back up and you just fucking do him it but mayweather catches him and they Mm. go into what looks like a clinch except logan paul can't lift his right arm to close the clinch Mm. so in that moment he's got one arm sort of wrapped around his mate giving him a hug and the other one he's trying to bring up to turn that hug into a lock and he just can't and you see mayweather going like like yeah get back up (laughs) and such a weird because people have disputed said that logan wouldn't have gone down on that and like you're right he would you are right. No, 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 they're right. He wouldn't have face-planted. He wouldn't have mm. gone down completely down. He would have dropped to his knees, caught himself, had a bit mm. of a breather, come up on eight, but then been knocked down by any other fighter.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't a real boxer. It's ridiculous, match. yeah.
0: Um, I it was think a that, wrestling match. I think that if... If... um If Conor McGregor loses his next fight, because the next one's a big one for him, it's the it's the third in a row of fights he's had with Alvarez, I think. Um If he loses that, he's going to be on a fucking warpath. And I really want the Logans to pick up that fight afterwards. And I want McGregor to do it. Like, the thing about Conor McGregor is that he isn't in control of his temper. And I think that if he gets bored or annoyed in a fight, and the purse is good enough that if he gets... Maybe they give him an extra five mil if he knocks out one of the pools.
1: Like Yeah, well, Floyd Mayer wasn't caring about an actual competitive match. No, he was no. there just to put on an entertaining show. He got 50 show. mil. Yeah, like, he was just there to have some fun. Yeah. This is a sparring session for really. him. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> not he, even a good sparring session like his his sparring partner would probably take a hit better than like, when you watch him fight Manny Pacquiao
0: mm. even when you see him fight hey uh, he
1: beat the big show at WrestleMania <laughs> with
0: that big medal um, and yeah. even when you see him fight who was it Ricky Hatton mm. that Ricky Hatton fight that was one of my favorite nights going to see a boxing match in in the pub because mm. Ricky Hatton was the British kid he was small but he was like he was so good he was so good in English boxing. He was like, he was getting in there and he was rocking a vent and he was coming back out and he was blocking and he was there really was Ricky Hatton. And then he got into that fight with Floyd Mayweather. And the first couple of rounds, Floyd was like, I'm going to play this surgical. I'm going to see how he does it. I'm going to see how he does it. And I'm just going pop, 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 pop. And just does him in. Mm-hmm. First couple of rounds, Ricky Hatton is done. And I think Ricky Hatton knows in that fight he's done. it. You can kind of tell once That's what when.
1: happens whenever a British boxer gets big. He goes <sighs> out there and gets his ass kicked. Just gets. Boop, 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 boop. Frank was, um
0: Frank Bruno yeah. was too old to go out yeah,
1: there. Yeah, but Frank, Frank Bruno was a massive, massively successful boxer. Yeah. But once they stepped him in against Mike Tyson. What have you done there? That's your bottle of coke. Sorry. God's sake. But yeah, Frank Bruno got obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where Do they? you know
0: the one person who's actually done really well over there is. Um, I can't remember his name. He's very well spoken. He's got Chris little, Eubank. Chris Eubank. Yeah, he's legit. He's fucking insane He's still mm. really Really, really good
1: You should watch that video Where he goes and gets Chicken nuggets It's amazing <laughs> really? He's never had them before He goes to <laughs> He goes spices. to KFC <laughs> He loves it
0: Really? Yeah I've seen him he Starts I've, dancing I've seen him fight But He's one of the only boxers As well who kind of Escaped with his money So many of them Lost all yeah, their you money Yeah he retired early Yeah um, That Mike Tyson fight That happened Not long ago Is that sure
1: your Chris Eubank
0: No 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 Sorry sorry What were you reviewing?
1: I was trying to talk About Hell in Cell Shit yeah sorry, I don't man. care though I forgot most of it So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should I do my review I'm,
1: I'm kind of bored of wrestling right now Yeah it's not Tempting f- to just cancel the WWE Network for a bit But it sounds- I mean The documentary stuff on there is quite good and Yeah Like that interview with Stone Cold Steel With Mick, Mick Foley I want to watch I watched the interview From a couple of months ago um, With Chris Jericho mm. Which was crazy that happened Because Chris Jericho is like The main guy in AEW mm.
2: um,
1: And somehow WWE were just like Yeah sure We'll have him on here for an interview Yeah yeah um, but yeah, that was really good. Someone watches a Mick Foley one. Isn't as well. there
0: a Rowdy Roddy Piper documentary coming out soon?
1: I don't know. Maybe. I mean, HBO have done a couple of their own. I think maybe. Um, it's Disney too, yeah. Plus has the McFlair um, one HBO did. Oh, really? Yeah, was really good. Yeah.
0: I, I am interested, like, the problem is I'm interested in, like, the 80s characters rather than the current stuff. It's all a bit. I think it's all a bit bland, some of the fighters nowadays. Samoa Joe was, like, someone I knew. And then you've got um, Rey Mysterio, but he doesn't. Does he wrestle still?
1: Yeah, I told you, match moved to SmackDown. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: sorry, yeah, 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 of course, you said that earlier. Yeah, weird. There aren't really many characters in sport that are, like, big now, are there? I'm trying to think of, like... Daniel Cormier's the only person I really follow in UFC very well. UFC sucks. Daniel Cormier doesn't, because he's a weirdo. He's, like, he looks like someone's dad. He's got, like, a barrel gut. And, like, he's 40, I think. (laughs) Thirty-eight, forty, and he basically every it's
1: fucking ancient.
2: Yeah,
0: it is in that UFC is every UFC fight he has. He he basically just wins by like just submitting them or kicking mm. the living shit out of them, um, which is basically the UFC way, isn't it? But he's just such so unassuming looking, and he's so pleasant. And in don't interviews.
2: win by
1: pinfall in UFC.
0: In pinfall.
1: Pinfall. What? What are
2: you doing?
0: What's going on with that rain out there?
1: It's raining.
2: That's it's the noise rain makes.
0: Raining so heavily. Yeah. Anyway. Alright Never mind. Um okay, my next review is gonna be Green Hell for the PS4.
1: What in the Green Hell?
0: <laughs> what in the bloody Sam Hill Green Hell is this? Um Green Hell is a survival game.
1: That's really loud, that is coming out in the mic.
0: Yeah. Should I close the window?
1: You can try.
2: <gasps> my neck! Oh
1: now the child lock's gonna be back on. To stop all my child's getting out the window. I
0: can remove that from there for you. Want. It's too much effort. I just unscrew it. Um. Okay. All right. So my review is going to be Green Hell. Yeah. It's a survival game.
1: What in the Green Hell? What
0: in the Green Hell? Let's repeat those jokes. What in the sam Hill? What in the Green Hell? Um. Yeah. So it's a survival game. Really, really simple survival concept. You're in the jungle. You have to survive. You get like there are different ailments you can get. Like one of the more disgusting ones are you can get like leeches and worms mm-hmm. and the worms like are on um, pustules under your skin.
1: Lovely. Sexy
0: um it's it's a really entertaining concept I did enjoy it it's a bit of a tough one though like it's not um they don't really if you aren't paying attention if you don't sort of have the wiki open as you play you're not gonna survive very long because there are different things that can happen to you um stuff like there are snakes and and poisonous like spiders and fucking insects give you disease and you get infected if you stay sorry excuse me. <clears throat> You get infections if you don't stay clean and if you don't find clean drinking water, you can cause yourself, you know, the normal list of ailments you can get from one of these survival games. Um, the difference with this one is there is a story mode that you can play through where you play as this gentleman who, um, who suddenly loses his fiance in the jungle or at least he loses his way and is forced to survive and find her, um, to, to potentially rescue her. I don't know because I am not good enough at this game to complete it. But I did play it quite a bit just out of the sheer enjoyment of the concept and finding out what stuff I could do within the environment. So I played the story for a few hours um, and I just, I got to a certain point, and I just fucking, I kept dying. I just could not survive. And the save system's a bit weird. Is this
1: one of these things where you put the difficulty on hard because you think you're a big No, 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 boy? no.
0: I, I had it on normal at first. Uh-huh. And then I was like, this seems a bit too simple and I was getting a bit sick of the tutorial, so I bumped it up to hard to see if maybe that had a little bit of a challenge and made it a bit more entertaining. It just didn't. I just kept dying so I went into survival mode for a little bit. Um, so I, I played through the first part of the story twice. Two different difficulties, normal it and hard. You for yourself. I just, I think that this type of game, like I said, you need the wiki open, you need like a laptop open, you need to be able to search stuff and find out how to survive certain things because it is, it is really gruelling. Um, but... But they, the concept and the idea serves itself so well to the survival side of things that I kept coming back to that and keep kept trying because you basically get set like what happens is in the survival mode you hit that button, randomly generated area, go survive, go do what you can, mm. and like you immediately start making like an axe and all the other shit, and you just go around like Kick,ick,ick. got your coconuts, got and punching trees, punching trees, punching trees, and taking names, Um and and I love that ship. And I love the idea of being in a setting where there's actual, like... There's a basis in reality. I don't like... I never really got into Minecraft. I still remember when my, Minecraft first became a thing. All the way back in, what, 2000...
1: 2012, 2009? It's earlier than that. And Minecraft was that when I worked at
0: EA. Really? Yeah. God. Um, but I, I remember I remember that being about... And, and people being really interested in that and loving that game. And I just... I never got into it. I just... The idea of there not being an end, I was like, uh, I think it's the same reason that MMOs don't appeal to me. But something like Green Hell where there is like, there is a genuine attempt to survive but you know eventually you will die in that game. It's not forever. It's not like Minecraft where you can go and create and you just keep building like these PCs that work within the Minecraft logic. You know, you are going to die eventually in this game and however it happens, it's going to be your fault if you're not prepared for that. Um, and... And what I'm going to say the game itself runs really well, but I was playing it via PS5. So I don't know if this says, if this is the same for the PS4, but it runs really smoothly, runs really well, loads fast, and the game itself works, worked very good. I enjoyed it. It felt like, it felt like a version of Far Cry if we never moved past the original Far Cry.
1: Did if you we, play the original Far
0: Cry? Yeah, I've got it on my, I've even got it it's on my It's not the Xbox. a survival game. No, I know, but it's an open world jungle game.
1: It's not an open world game. It is It's a whole bunch of corridor shooters And every now and again You get a bit of a beach And you go a bit left and right And then you monsters start, jump out You at start
0: you. on a ship and then you go from the ship To the beach You go from the beach To the helicopter thing They're, These are all open areas You go through There were like multiple buildings And ways around
1: them It's not an open world
0: It's, it's an attempt at an open world
1: uh, still a level by level shooter
0: Well it's an attempt to at, And well, they just
1: made the corridors wide So it do not look like corridors I, Are yes. you
0: thinking more of Crisis? Because Far Cry was pretty open it wasn't
1: not that open.
0: I'm trying to remember an area where I couldn't just do something, and then
1: friggin' monsters show up halfway through it.
0: Well, no, you go into the cage area. There's a containment area. It's like an aviary. You go in there, and there's these monster things, and they're like, "Don't you know? Don't be you be careful because those are monsters." Hmm. And then you go, "I've got my P90." And you're like, bah, 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 and "You kill them," and they go, "Are we the monsters?" And then you go, "Fuck, instincts." Right,
1: Predator. And Predator,
0: yeah. Wait, no, Predator was the Far Cry Instinct sequel, wasn't it?
1: It was the one on the Wii. It was a really terrible one. Oh, though. right. Do you remember that one? It had yeah. motion controls yeah. and stuff. I remember that. And it yeah. looked awful. Isn't
0: it funny that Far Cry Instincts got a sequel?
1: Yeah, Far Cry Blood Dragon hasn't.
0: Yeah, that's weird, because Blood Dragon's really good. It's the best Far Cry game. And Far Cry Instincts was really bad. I'd argue Primal's better, but let's leave that. Let's shove that for a second. Um, anyway, so yeah, Green Hell... Um, yeah, it feels like it feels like conceptually and also visually, it looks like an updated version of that old idea of Far Cry. Maybe it's my nostalgia glasses remembering that, but it feels like the idea with those survival mechanics that have become popular over the years.
1: Survival and, games, man.
0: <laughs> and I really enjoyed they have it. A first
1: meter. Yeah. And a stamina meter. Yeah. Can and, we have f- and a hunger some meter? Fucking Jesus Christ! So one fresh, the one fresh idea they could do to survival games to make them better is get rid of those free meters. <laughs> what would you have instead? Fuck them into the sea. What
0: would you have instead?
1: Make the crafting enjoyable. Make the building stuff enjoyable.
0: So just turn off those. Yeah. So baby, fuck mode. the survival bollocks. You yeah, it's a survival
1: game. Yeah, I don't care about that. I just want to build a hut.
0: Okay, well then why not just turn those things off?
1: Well, the games don't let you.
0: Yeah. Do you go in easy mode?
1: And then why do you? Why do all those games have a nude thing going on? Why, you, is, why is there why, always a big no, focus on have characters a being There is. you look down?
0: No, Green Hill, you're dressed. Mm. Like there's a, one, of the, one of the key mechanics are that there is a body inspection system. So your body's locked into four quadrants. And you can basically bring up a limb and have a look to see if it's damaged, if you like, take a fall and stuff. But also you can pick, up, pick leeches off your legs. And if you get those worms, you have to get a bone. Is there a
1: penis slider? No. Oh. If
0: you get the worms in your arm, you have to get a bone turn the bone into a needle, and then you perforate your arm to get the worm out. But then you have to treat it with disinfectant or else it gets infected. You see what I mean? It's quite harrowing. Um, So, yeah, I played this on both the PS5, and I've also got it on the Switch. And on the Switch, it also works really well. Um, There is that weird thing with the Switch where it seems like everything moves a little bit slower than it does on every other console.
1: I mean, it but, does. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the switch. Probably got half the frame rate.
0: Yeah, well, it's if fair. That. Yeah, it's thirty. So yeah, it's yeah, a fifteen it's... on Switch. No, 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 it's thirty on Switch,
1: sixty yeah, on PS4. You can't PS 4, tell 5. frame rates, famously. Yeah, yeah, famously, you
0: can't. Yeah, tell I know exactly what they. At the time,
1: you're on Digital Foundry, and they had the meter. Yeah, there.
0: and I said that forty-eight yeah. frames is better than twenty-four, and everybody was like, "What are you doing?" I was John like, John You've
1: got, fired you, "You got ten motions moving on." He was like, "I'm replacing." That's how the director wants you to see it.
0: The director wants you to see it with motion like, your smoothing.
1: accent's not comical enough for our show. That's
0: why Tom Cruise turns up at everyone's houses and turns the
1: motion smoothing on. Tom Cruise would not do that. He would. He actually wouldn't. He
0: does. He gets angry about he motion He runs smoothing. around the place and he goes, motion
1: smoothing no, on. No, he's actually spoken before about how motion he goes, smoothing he, angers he, him. I was
0: watching Mission Impossible 3 the other day, 24 frames per second. He said, that's not the way this is meant to be seen. Mission Impossible Three, my magnum opus. You want to turn on motion smoothing so you can see how fluid I run. With those,
1: Wait, I was looking for a marker pen the other day. I'm here sniffing this marker pen, one of the ones I gave you. Yeah, I was looking for one the other day. You I know we have boxes this. of those downstairs. Yeah. Do we? Can I sniff the whole box? Stop smelling one? them.
0: Yeah. Stop smelling them. All right. I don't want you getting a. Don't. It's an entry. I don't drink. have
1: my hand sanitiser half. You were drinking it. That's why. Actually, I- do have some hands on Look, places. stop
0: it. It's your review next in a second. Green is really enjoyable for what it is. It's not expensive. I think it's 20 quid. And it, like, there is a lot of game there to enjoy if you're into survival games. I think that a lot of people played this on PC. It was a big PC game in like 2019. Never heard of it. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I really enjoy Rust? It. No, it's not Rust uh. because it's not online. Uh. You can do online, like, little arenas and help people and stuff like that, but you don't need to. I think part of the horror and part of the, like, more interesting aspect is that you're <laughs> on your own in a jungle.
1: With all the elements trying to kill you. Um They should do a survival game where you have to live on minimum wage. And it's just you just try to pay your bills and feed your family. That's real survival on the streets. And it costs a hundred and fifty dollars and it needs an RTX
0: thirty seventy to run. Mm. <laughs> because only those rich pricks would ever need a simulator to see how hard it is for the general it's a poor populace person simulator. to yeah, the general you go to the shop
1: and you have to buy a banana and it's like ten dollars no, because no, how shop, much could one banana you go to cost the shop
0: and you see the fragoire but it's, it's, it's too much <laughs> and then you go over to the corner and there's like a little discount section and you're like maybe the old fragoire is in there and you, you look some and great it's,
1: just, it's cans of cans of dented beans and all this <laughs> caviar a little bit near it's expiring <laughs> I we'll not be able to make my, sp- my smoothies would later. Would you be
0: able to possibly knock off 50 boolean on this one for us, chap?
1: You see that tweet Ninja did about, like, oh, if someone gave you $2,000, what would you spend it on? And he put a list of things, which was all just, like, weird fantasy prices, like gaming PC, $500, and stuff like that. And, like, you know, a new chair, $200. And the numbers added up to 2500 and... <laughs> Like,
2: where in what world does
1: a gaming PC cost 500 quid I know that's what he was thinking it was like he was going yeah give, you know, get old next gen consoles and it's like 300 dollars for each one like how far removed I mean <laughs> does he not even remember buying a PS5 he doesn't remember buying no, it. He, has people, yeah, he has people he has people who do it got for him he has a manager the manager does it they this- just turn up and then he complains about his wife walking in not wearing a bra is that what he does? He did once, remember? She brought him in a sandwich and distracted him famously.
0: He's such a fucking weirdo. You know what, like, he's older than us. But, oh no, he's older than me. Probably the same age as you. He's a fucking child. Isn't he like 39? No, he's not. Is he not? How old is he? Like 29. No, he's not. He's older than that.
1: No, he's not that old. you looking up how old is Ninja? 30
0: years old. So yeah, told two, you. two years younger than me, that cunt. Yeah. Um, Green Hell, really enjoyable. I actually really liked it. It's probably probably been the best survival game I've played in a little while. Uh, but that's not really saying much, because the last survival game I played was was Rust on the PC, and that was like what when I built my gaming PC for 250 quid famously. Fucking Rust. For playing VR games. <laughs> I mean he might not have been that far off. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I played Rust and I didn't really get into that. Um a while since there have been that I've given a go. Conan Exiles, shit like that. Like, I've given it all a try, but nothing really stuck. But I got a good... I think I I got, like, five or six hours on the on the Switch on this, Here and then go. another
1: ten hours on the you, PS5. You got handed 2K. What do you spend it on? Okay, tell us, tell us. $300 Xbox, $300 PlayStation, $200 high-speed internet, $250 Nintendo Switch, $200 gaming chair, $50 LED lights... Five hundred dollar PC, one hundred dollar mouse, two hundred dollar monitors, one hundred fifty dollar mini fridge. Like it doesn't add up to two K. He's a fucking. It adds idiot. up to two thousand
0: three hundred. Ninja's a dumb cunt. I'm starting a personal feud with Ninja because he's a dumb cunt.
1: We got the first reply is a f- uh, two thousand dollar Bug's Life Fleshlight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Ninja, don't look at that. I'll Distract you from being bad at video games. <laughs> you dumb cunt. Oh god, ninja's a dumb cunt. Alright. And your review. Oh wait, no, sorry, Green Hell. Uh I'm gonna give it
1: I mean how much could one banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm gonna give it uh I'm gonna give it a Susan Sarandon. I liked it. Mm. I like it. Your review, Ann. Um Right, I'm gonna review Ant, this. Watch out, you almost hit my two hundred and fifty dollar switch. <laughs> He doesn't realise the going price is $399, right?
1: He doesn't know anything.
0: He's a fucking moron. Ninja's a fucking dumb cunt. His fans are dumb cunts as well. His
1: wife's not his wife. His wife's his nanny.
0: Yeah. Like, he had sex with boys.
1: No, I mean, he probably... No, he had sex with kids. ...doesn't know what sex is yet. He hasn't been told.
0: Yeah, because he has sex with kids. Because he's,
1: he's a little child. Yeah. That's, and he thinks that's that's that he'll come excuse. from stores. We're going to start.
0: We're going to start so many rivalries. That's his excuse. Like, Michael Jackson! <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going, out. You made jokes about Zack Snyder's dead daughter the other week I get to do that. do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and famously likes to mock suicide victims.
1: He never did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the instant replay, Michael. <laughs> Can, you Can you not you do burps like that? I didn't, I transformed. It's my truest noise form. transformers, mate. Ninja the cunt. Right. I'm yeah. ninja Now I'm going to play the latest Fortnite. I'm in there. I'm a skin. Oh, and then he says racist things, doesn't he? He uses the M word sometimes.
1: It's a gamer moment.
0: <sighs> Didn't he also, um he got defeated by a kid and then they griefed him. They were like taking the piss out of him on the mics. Mm. And he was like, <laughs> literally come back was him just going, oh, you're just a little kid who's dead. It's like, All right, mate, you're 30 years old and a PC. <laughs> Calm it down. Oh, can you imagine him trying to survive in the real world? (laughs) I want want to do, like, a show where you just send him to somewhere that
1: doesn't have internet. It sounds like a YouTube Red show. I don't like the sound of that.
0: You send him to a town where they don't have internet or PCs or anything like that, and you give him a budget, but it's a normal budget.
1: PewDiePie show when they try... Skate straight. Yeah, scared PewDiePie. Yeah, it got cancelled. Yeah, it did. Are you done?
0: PewDiePie got cancelled, didn't he? Are you done?
1: Yeah. I don't think he can get cancelled. He's got 40-some-odd 1000000 subscribers.
0: Didn't he... uh What did he do? Oh, he said the N-word, I understood. And there was
1: that time he wore a Nazi uniform and the time he paid some...
0: Oh, those black guys who say that the Holocaust didn't act.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Such a hilarious guy. Anyway, you done? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Right. Power Rangers, Dino Fury. Um, the first 11 episodes are on Netflix, which is actually more episodes that have aired in America. They only went up to episode 8. And then it took its break. And it's coming back in September. Um... This isn't the whole first series, but I have a lack of things to review, so, you know, fudge it, right? So, Power Rangers Dino Fury is the latest Power Rangers series, based on the Super Sentai show, Kishiryu Sentai, Ryu Soldier. Stop with the demon words. Which I reviewed a while back. Um, Ryu Ryu Soldier was a bit of a messy show, most of its problems was with its story and pacing and, like... oh fucking says you? Not capitalising on certain (laughs) things... Like they didn't capitalise all their sentences. Um but what Rear Soldier did really well was the action stuff. Like yeah. they really upped the ante for the action, the on you know, the regular Power Rangers sequence fighting. The mecha fights especially were like a massive step up over recent years. Well there would be because um, those
0: mechas are massive.
1: Well they they moved away from a lot of this reliance on CGI action that they yeah. had done and actually just went and shot it and it looked a lot better. Um so really, Power Rangers stands to benefit from all this because what it, what they're going to use from Japan is all the really good stuff. Um, and what they've done, they've made probably the best Power Rangers series since RPM so far. I'm 11 episodes in and it is it feels like a step up. Like, Beast Morphers still felt a bit like one of the Saban, the new, new Saban era ones, mm. um, where there was a lot of sets that were very boxy and really plain looking sets where you could tell it's a warehouse and they've just put walls up. You know where you get that telltale thing where the wall doesn't look like it's connected to the ground. It's got like
0: a solid blue wall.
1: <laughs> All that sort of stuff. Um and you know, there's there's things in Beast Morphers. I I enjoyed Beast Morphers, but there's loads of stuff where characters are just sort of like sitting around or standing around saying stuff and not doing something at the same time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um although it has its highlights. But this show, like right from the start, there's like loads of crane shots, loads of steady cam shots. They're like moving the camera around as characters are walking through a room. The environments look like real sets. There's like a um one of the locations a lot of it's set up is like a website that's sort of like a Buzzfeed sort of parody site. Yeah. Where it's all like you know, supposed to be doing news stories and stuff, but they also do wacky zany stories and all that. But the set they have for like the studio looks like a proper, you know, one of these start up company studios. It's like well, a game going under know, that you were talking about. Big open plan environment. There's a juice bar in there, They make juice um, the flavours of juice you know, can A be set of the- stairs Leading yeah. up to an office That You know The manager's office Is above everyone else's Of course um, You know All that sort of stuff A little TV studio part And everyone just gathers around And watches them filming Videos for the internet um, But yeah One of the main Two of the main characters Get a job there One of them already works there From the start And the other one gets a job As the show goes on But the story-wise As well um, It kind of reminds me There's like a little hint Of of, um, of Z- Z- Ranger, Although maybe It's a little bit of Rear soldier anyway um, so this guy he turns up there's like a place called Dino Henge in this area okay so it's like Stein Stonehenge Henge, but with big stone dinosaurs someone's yeah. made these big stone dinosaurs somewhere wouldn't
0: they call it the Easter dinosaurs because the Easter, he- Easter Island heads were like heads
1: no it's Dino Henge sounds cooler but um, yeah they, the two of the characters find a secret base in there and some mon- some villains in there and he's, he's after these things called sporics they're like little spore egg things that will turn into monsters at some point yeah. And they get spread out across the whole city, um, and the two human characters team up with an alien called Zato, who good or bad sixty five million. He's a good guy. Okay. Sixty five million years ago, he helped defeat the Sporex when they attached Earth in the past, mm-hmm. um, or maybe not. It's millions of years ago anyway, and he's been in suspended animation since because super powerful aliens. Um, and they only defeated the Sporex because they're these. Morphin masters gave them powers it's giving you some origins for power rangers here oh right the idea is the Morphin masters seeded the first power rangers into existence millions of years ago and he's one of them um which is why they're dinosaur themed again which we've done a few times already but whatever it's fine it's fine you can do dinosaurs dinosaurs are fun um but yeah like, it's this good chemistry between the characters it's a good adaptation of rear soldier like they're completely different in terms of like, it's set up and everything. It's a lot more science fiction-y, whereas Rio Soldier lent into fantasy a lot more. Yeah. Um, they Some of the stuff they've done with a villain character is quite neat as well. Um, There's a character in Rio Soldier called Cre- Creon. Creon or Cleon? You can't say it. It's Japanese. It could be an L or an R. I, I don't know. Um, And the characterization of that character in Dino Fury is basically exactly the same, except for that um, she doesn't actually make the Minosaurs appear. She just helps out the villain in this um they have changed the design a little bit they've made her eyes have big irises and pupils whereas on rear soldier she had big black pupils and they've sort of filled them in because i think it looks a little bit creepy for kids maybe i don't know it seems a bit weird um but you know it's nice that and they've they've introduced my favorite character from rear soldier at the end of this called slivel um he's in one of the last episodes in rear soldiers called weisel And his relationship with Cleon is the best thing in Rear Soldier. It's fucking amazing. They like have this little bromance thing going on. And they just basically, by the end of the show, they're in it for themselves. And they say, fuck the villains. They're all bastards. Let's go on our own adventure. Yeah. And they just disappear, like, off to have an adventure on their own, which is great. And I hope that happens in the show because it does seem like they're, they're establishing they're going to be buddies. Um, but there's so neat stuff. Like some of the sets are really nicely designed. There's really good lighting going on. Like, up in the ante with the production quality. There's one original monster costume, which is, like, this dinosaur cyborg who sort of acts as the mentor for the team. She does all their um, mech stuff and all the technology they need and all that. And, you know, that's a really nice costume. Like, it's a, you know, it's like airbrushed foam rubber costume. So lots of... like has that sort of painted quality to it where it looks like you can tell someone spent a lot of time, you know, painting this thing and detailing it and putting putting little scuff marks in the ru- in the metal parts and little detail to the scales. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, its mouth doesn't move, which is a bit sort of Yeah, rubbish. but that's
0: kind of traditional with these shows, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Although, saying that, I'm, I'm watching Car Ranger recently, which is from 1993, and every single monster in that, his mouth moves. And I'm really impressed by that in Power Rangers. Yeah. In Super Sentai, because you don't expect that. The, well, they don't... the old
0: Super Sentai, like the 90s Power Rangers, mm. they had a lot of monsters that their mouths moved Occasionally
1: they? they did, but I think the reason they Fixed stopped it? is because it's more effort than it's worth.
0: Yeah, and also dubbing. When it probably, stops
1: working, you can't yeah. do it. Yeah, if it stops working with a regular character, what's the point? But um, no, this, this series is good so far. Using really good use of the action footage. Really, Some of the action sequences as well they've shot extra have been great. Yeah. Um, the Green Ranger's been gender-swapped, and when she first morphs, she's got a skirt, and she rips her skirt off. Because in the Sam Three Soldiers, she's male, that character. Oh. So they rip the skirt off, so you don't have that continuity <laughs> weirdness. Because they have to have skirts on the Girl Rangers. Mm. But um, that action sequence where she first appears is great. She's a javelin for her. and she throws a sword at the enemy. Smacks in, smacks his weapon out, and it lands in a tree like way up above him. And then she throws a javelin into the tree and sort of launches up into the air, grabs the javelin, spins up, grabs the sword, and comes straight back down onto him. Yeah, and it's like a whole really complex action scene they've shot just for the US footage. And it's like, really nicely done and it fits in perfectly. And the matching the scenery as well, like, matching the Japanese locations for the stock footage with stuff they're shooting in New Zealand. Yeah. And it's like, it's spot on, they've been really clever about how they mix it in. Because I'm spotting moments where I know the footage isn't the Japanese footage. Yeah. And it's like, it's seamless how well they're doing it now. So yeah, it's so far 11 episodes in. It's not the whole first series because that'll finish in September. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's so far, it's, Probably the best Power Rangers series since RPM. And RPM's the best Power Rangers series.
0: RPM's the one with the Scottish guy.
1: Yeah. Which, Which I, I recently
0: discovered.
1: But yeah, I'm I'm really liking it. And like I say a definite step up over the last few. I'm I'm enjoying it. And uh, we'll see how it goes, I guess. You know.
2: <laughs>
1: Maybe they'll fuck it all up. I don't know. I can't see him doing the same ending as the um Japanese show. Cause there's like a straight up hell demon thing. At the end, mm. and it gets a bit existential and weird. And I can't see him doing that. I think they're probably going to end it with just a big old fight against one of the main villains. Um, and I've noticed in a couple of little seeds to hint at who the villain is in it. More, more sort of like things they're not telling you. Cause the villain in it is called Void Knight and he's clearly got Ryu Soldier armor. He's clearly got Dino Knight, Dino Fury Power Ranger armor, but it's like armored. In Ryu's Soldier, he's like a powered up Ryu's ancient warrior who had like this armor that was craved battle all the time. Um, But this is just a different character, but you don't know who he is yet. And he's trying to. He's got a Mr. Freeze origin. He's got a woman trapped in a jar who's dying of something, and he's trying to find some energy from the Sporex to cure her or some shit. Yeah. Literally, Mr. Freeze's origin. (laughs) Um, But no one else knows about that yet. We don't know who the woman is, but. I think it's interesting that one of the main characters, um, her mum and dad disappeared a long time ago, and she's been getting looked after by her grandad since, and there's no mention of where her mum and dad went.
0: <gasps> bum, bum, bum!
1: Space. Maybe Space. The final fight. They did have um, Mick from Ninja Seal show up. You know um, Eldon Henderson, who's in, like, shit-tons of Australia. He's in Evil Dead in one episode, in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh, he owns the shop the, the, he owns like the um, magic shop they go to in one of the episodes and he turns into a demon thing in the oh, killer dude he's in a whole bunch of he's in the Aussie that's stuff.
0: the s- third episode of, actually, it? yeah, yeah it's one, one of the first, one? first series yeah yeah, where they unleash the demon that influences your mind like basically it, it causes you to go insane by just using like power to just like I
1: and mean, it's evil dead it just, they just make project up project needles into your week.
0: brain it fucks, up all, you, fucks yeah. up all your brain and your memory
1: I know good series so far Dino wow. Fury
0: maybe we we'll want to watch Ash vs. the Evil Dead again
1: mm. it's
0: a really good series have you watched yeah. it all
1: yet yeah watched it all years ago yeah watched it when it aired
0: that last episode is so good
1: I just love that they did the same ending as the yeah Army of Darkness yeah they did the apocalyptic future ending yeah it's like yeah this is it yeah yeah Power Rangers Dino Fury I like it have more please yeah there's a rumour I say a rumour one of the cast members of Dino Fury straight up said it in an interview that like was just on some random website that, yeah. and YouTube channel that like had like free like only about ten thousand subscribers and no one watched. And he just mentioned, Oh yeah, Power Rangers is going exclusive to Netflix from next year, apparently. It's not even gonna be on Nickelodeon. Anymore. No Disney Plus. No, oh, it will be on Nickelodeon owned Power Rangers right now, but their contract ends this year. Yeah. Um, and apparently from next year it's going to be on Netflix. So
0: you're going to be able to watch it straight away?
1: Yeah, which would be nice if they just put all the episodes up at once, oh, that'd be lovely. They put Kamen Rider up. They won't. Cause I can watch different Shin company, Kamen Rider. They won't put... so you can watch Shin Kamen Rider it's on In YouTube. HD. You can watch it on YouTube. Oh, on HD. Yeah, Tori Tokasatsu Network uploaded it. Oh, cool. Subtitled and everything. <gasps> it's like an official release of it. I know
0: what I'm going to be doing tonight. Yeah. Masturbate. I...
1: I think they. I can't remember if they might have put Carmen Rider the first up there as well. They put Carmen Rider Jane. I don't Kamen Rider care about,
0: those. Aren't my Carmen Riders? Shin Carmen Rider is, is my Carmen Rider. Kamen Rider. Yeah. yeah,
1: the real Carmen Rider. I want not watch it because there's a brief scene of nudity. they're boobs. Yeah,
0: there's some boobs in there.
1: And man a bit boobs. Of sack as well.
0: And some man boobs.
1: Yeah. Might yeah. be a little bit of sack.
0: Maybe a sack.
1: of sack <sighs> yeah. ah! Ah! Right, you're done.
0: Is it my review? I guess. I'm going to review a game called Beautiful Desolation. It is... Not heard of it. sounds terrible. It's an isometric RPG, a bit like Fallout, but it's on PC. It, it's on PS4 and Switch right now. But me thinks this was, this was a PC game at one point because...
1: Did you check to see if it was actually on PC?
0: I think it is. Um, so, you remember Fallout 1 and 2? You know, specifically, the control system really lent itself to a mouse and keyboard because I think that with a controller it'd be kind of hard to get those dead-on precision sort of movements you need to to be in front of the right angle of a switch and stuff like that. Beautiful Desolation says, fuck all that. We're making it so you can control the character directly and if you are not exactly on the right pixel to interact with the stuff that we've made, you're fucked, mate. And that's basically Tap this the entire screen. game.
1: What? Tap the screen. <laughs>
0: Um, you might be able to use a mouse on PS5 actually PS4 and PS5 no I don't know no nor do I they didn't try it um, didn't I didn't it? like this game very much Ed. it was fine Like, did you in- finish it no in uh. terms of the looks and stuff I was really interested in the way it looked and like the story has some interesting beats but I just couldn't get over that control scheme there were so many moments where I was trying to do something and you just like it was like oh move slightly there move slightly there oh I'm at the wrong angle oh I'm too close to it I'm too far away and it just made interacting with everything so fucking difficult. And I kind of get why they've, they've done it, because there are sections where there are multiple switches close to each other, but they've made it so that you have to be pixel perfect in the right point to pull the switch you want. Or there's just no prompt at all. And it just, it, like.
1: Is the Dark Souls a point and click adventure. No, it's not.
0: Um, it's not even a point and click. Top yeah. down RPG. Same like thing. isometric RPG. Like Fallout. Fallout like 1. Like
1: Crusader 2. No Remorse
0: yeah whatever uh, it's like it's so interesting and like it looks interesting but it just boils down to a bunch of like go here and grab that go there and grab that like the first thing you do is someone goes get the communicator okay you've got the communicator get the battery you've got the battery now let's go to the past or the future and then you fo- sort of follow the story like it is it's the kind of game that I think that some people will be so drawn to but it just I think the designers maybe need to add in a few quality of life improvements to make it so it's a playable game at least playable in a fun way because I don't make it
1: more difficult it's a challenge I don't want
0: to have to fight the game to play it you know you get it you feel me bruv yeah he gets it um
1: games try too hard to be playable nowadays (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah, I get it. You just go back to the days of Kingsfield.
1: Back in my days, everything was terrible to play. Oh, and cool. We loved
0: it. You have to fight a mech on a brown mountain, but watch out!
1: There are other mechs that are on your side. Brown Mountain's is the name of my um, new album.
0: Yeah, that's funny because mine's called Inverse Brown Mountain. Ah, riff me the off the brown again. inside of me. Riff, riff me off. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I can't really recommend this. Not on Switch or or PS4 anyway, or PS5, wherever you got. Uh, Maybe it's really good on PC. It might be worth a go on PC, but just anything else. If you're dealing with controller-based input, I think that there is a massive issue with playing a game like this in that situation. And even if you are okay with the control scheme, I think that you get bored of the repetitive fetch quests. Like, I don't. I don't think anyone wants to be put into a small arena and be told go look at that PC. And then come back to me and tell me what that PC said. Oh, that's what that PC said. Find me four crystals, cunt. And then like you go off and you find four It's just not fun. It's just not fun. I mean, I'm going to give it something for its looks because, you know, I like the look of it. I like the design. I just wish that it worked. Um I'm going to give it David Spade. Not the worst thing. You know, it is playable. David just...
1: Spade's rubbish, isn't he?
0: no Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler are rubbish
1: James Spader's better James Spader yeah oh um. that's who you meant the whole time yeah. yeah that's who you meant the whole time no no that's no. not who
0: I meant the whole time No. David Spade from uh, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter starring John Ritter who died and then his son Jason Ritter carried the torch and became a mediocre sitcom actor did he yeah no, I don't know do you not, do you not know the li- the lineage of the Ritter clan? No. Nah. Katie Cuckoo. Katie started, Cuckoo. What? Cuckoo. Katie Cuckoo started her career on Eight Simple Rules. I know. David Spade was in it. And the guy from the notebook who I can't remember the name of. The old guy. What old guy? He died. Which one? He's in the notebook. The old guy? Yeah. He was like, I love you and you have also. Ryan Gosling. No. Ryan Gosling was all right in that film. It's just a crap film. Was it Rachel McAdams is alongside him in that? Possibly. I never watched it. It looked terrible. Did you ever watch the film Blue Valentine? No. That's the one with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams, where she gets pregnant with another dude's baby, and and Ryan Gosling basically just like upends his whole existence and tries to support them both. And he's a really sweet guy. Oh, and she's just a bitch. She's like a real bitch to him in that. He's a good looking guy early on as well, and then he loses all his hair. He does the Ryan Gosling thing where he actually acts and, like, makes himself look gross. Or at least the makeup team do. Do you remember Lars and the Real Girl where he's in love with I a watch, sex doll? I didn't do watch that. Did you know? It's actually alright. Mm. It's got Roy, Roy, not Roy Schneider, Rob Schneider in it. The guy from Parks and Rec. Your review, Ann. What? Your review.
1: What Schneider? Roy Schneider. Your review. Which Schneider?
0: I can't remember John. He was in. Um, I'll find out why you review
1: stuff. Right, I watched Luca, the new Whoa! Pixar movie. Oh, I'm actually interested to hear what you think about this. How was it? It's really quite sweet and nice. It's not like uh, upper tier Pixar. I wouldn't say no, but it's nice. Eighty something minute Pixar? long. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can tell it's Pixar because it's free on Disney Plus. Paul Schneider. All the um, I don't know. I don't care. All right. Um, all the Disney Plus. Who you knows? Like all the Disney animated films, the ones where Disney presents, yeah, are premium access when they get released, and all the Dis- Pixar ones are always free.
0: Was Ray and the Last Dragon not Pixar? No, it's such a really good
1: film. Not watched it. Can't I mean, be asked. But really Luca, good. anyway, is a story about a little fish man. He's a little merman underwater yeah. fishing They're not really. do not get given a a name, but they live under the sea and they're told don't go up to the surface or near the surface. Humans are evil and they will hunt you and murder you and stuff like that. They're not wrong. And he ends up on the surface. And when he gets to the surface, he turns into a real boy, he turns into a human boy. Yeah. Sort of a little mermaid y type thing, I guess. Although she splits her legs in half and her fin in half and turns them into legs, yeah. which is gross. But, um, yeah, in this, he basically, the family find out he went to the surface. They want to send him away. So him and his new friend that he's met on the surface, who is another fish person, yeah, called Alfonso, um, yeah. or Alberto. Alfonso? I can't remember. But um they're gonna run away to a town that's nearby called Porto Rosso. See it's a reference to Ghibli films. I thought it was Porsche Rossi. Yeah, Porsche de Rossi. Yeah. Um they're gonna run away to this town, they're gonna win a tournament oh. so they can have the money to buy a moped and then they can travel anywhere. Yeah. Because they were oh, Vespa. Um because, you know, they see a post with a Vespa and it's got a picture of this guy travelling around the world on a Vespa. Like Mobius so they and his jet ski. So they're like, Oh, we're gonna travel around the world on Vespa. vespa yeah. that's their dream what the film is really about and I'm sure there's people out there who will try to pretend it isn't um, is it's basically a big gay allegory like the film is basically about two adolescent boys with a secret they can't share with a town they live in they can't share the because the town hates them all around the town they hear stories of fish people and mermen yeah. sea monsters that they're going to kill they've got statues of fishermen like truck killing sea serpents and stuff like that yeah um So they, you know, they're basically a pair of adolescent boys with a secret they can't share with the town because they fear they'll be, you know, hunted down and, you know, ridiculed or like, you know, attacked and whatnot for it. And then they find a way to accept themselves and all this sort of stuff, or the town to accept them and all that. Sounds very sweet. Um, Yeah, nice thing. They make friends with a young girl there and she's got a dad who's got one arm and he's the fisherman. He's not been getting many fish. And, you know, they help him out there because they know where the fish are. It's like you can't fish here. This is a fish graveyard. It's not a real fish graveyard, but the fish think it's haunted. The field fish are over there, so then they're going to get loads of fish. All oh, right. See? So, That's quite sweet. Um, but I was quite impressed. It keeps their secret for a lot longer than I was expecting. Um, the whole secret of them being mer people doesn't really kick off until the final act. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like because it's not, even though there's a the fish out of water stuff, literally, um, in this. It's not necessarily about that. Were well, you me
0: such... to be the laugh at that?
1: It's a literal fish out of water. <laughs> um, it's not so much about that. There's little bits of humour about it, but it is about the characters, you know, mm. discovering the world for themselves Yeah, and all this. Um, but yeah, it's fun. There's some, you know, fun characters, different design for Pixar films. They've sort of like got to the point where they're just, they're really pushing the sort of designs they do now in their films. Like they're they're going in different directions now, and different materials, and making things look different. Like the characters in this kind of have a slightly rubbery quality to them. They kind of their mouths look really similar to um like Wallace and Gromit mouths. Like they've got some of that sort of like same mouth shapes, kind of it like in the extends teeth. beyond their It the doesn't heads. extend beyond their head, but it's just the shapes. It does a lot of the um sort of figure eight shapes and ovals and all that. They, oh yeah, yeah. With lots of teeth and tongues and stuff flapping around when they talk. Mm. Um, but no, it's it's a fun thing. A lot of people compare it to Ghibli films, and I can see why. I mean, it's it's got some similarity, but I think it's mostly just the European setting that people are picking up on. There is Ghibli references there, like, yeah. but it's yeah, people associate Ghibli films with European settings a lot of the time because tons of the Ghibli films are based on European books, yeah. Um, and they don't move them to Japan; they set them in Europe, the idealized version of Europe that um, Japanese people get so enamoured with that some of them actually go into shock when they visit the real Europe um,
0: I'm a little bit surprised that uh, um, Coco didn't have that same response I know that Mexican tradition is a little bit m- macabre Mex-
1: Mexico- Coco was massive in Mexico they loved it yeah but I'm thinking
0: mm. it's it's got a lot of Ghibli sort of makings in it doesn't it it's the got whole- a lot
1: of um, Book of the Dead <laughs> it's now, very similar you,
0: it- <laughs> Book of the Dead is completely different
1: yeah but they're both very sort of
0: Art-style-wise, yeah. yes. Yeah, I can see that, but the story It stories... is an
1: Ants-Bugs Life situation where two studios just... Although the Ants-Bugs Life situation may have actually involved someone spying on Disney-Pixar and... Um, oh, really? Yeah, apparently there's something... Because Ants doesn't look as good as Bugs Life. Yeah. It was done a lot cheaper and quicker. Yeah. And apparently it was like um, someone actually had an inside track on ah. what was going on. And so they they rushed this film out to try and beat...
0: Curacao was still around about then, wasn't he? What? Kurosawa.
1: Kurosawa? Yeah, he Kurosawa was... Kurosawa doing... died by the time that came out. No,
0: nah, he was like 2003.
1: He died in like 1994 or something. Did he? Yeah, his last film was Dreams.
0: That's... Uh, okay.
1: I think it came out after he died, actually. Um, But no, um... What am I thinking? Luca, it's good. It's on Disney+. 98 Plus. 98 he died? Yeah, I told you, it was mid-90s. mid-90s. Wait, when,
0: was, when did Bug's Life
1: come out? Bug's Life? 97.
0: He could have seen that! He and He could have been like... That's my movie. He
1: stole my fucking film. <laughs> you probably went to see Ants and said, you stole my fucking film. <laughs> I don't want to make the film with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Kurosawa sounded like. You <laughs> had an Italian accent. <laughs> I
0: went from Japanese initially straight into Italian.
1: Yeah, and both were racist. <laughs> so. Both were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: Although, to be fair, neither of them were a comment on their skin colour or anything like that. The regional... Dialect was is it more... a- accent
1: humor? Is it yeah. a- accent humor
0: like like our hero Jim Davidson? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a fucking cunt and a moron. <laughs> Jim Davidson's like a living meatball that someone dropped and it rolled under the fridge don't, and then came back don't
1: out. besmirch meatballs like that. <laughs> Jesus, meatballs are nice. Fucking god. All anyway, right, sorry. Yeah, Luca. Bug's life. You were talking about Bug's Life. And I was talking about Luca. <laughs> but yeah, um, there is. On the end sequence, there is a mistake. Oh, really? Yeah. There's paintings on the end, and you see um, the dad, um, whatever his name is, Oh, Herc- no, Or was that the kid? I can't remember. I watched it a week ago. I can't remember names. Um, the dad has got one arm. There's a bit where you see him under the sea wearing a diving suit yeah. on the end sequence. It's just like paintings. But he's got he's holding a crab and his arm that was cut off that he doesn't have. Well, I say his arm was cut off. He was born that way, he says. But he's got two arms. And I know the diving suit probably wouldn't have a second arm. Yeah. But he's quite clearly holding a crab on his knee. No. So, why? Why? That's... I want to know. I want answers. Maybe it was
0: us. a lie when he said he, he didn't have an arm. I, wanna,
1: I did notice in this film, they seem to avoid showing what happens to the tails when they change shape, when they change. Oh, right, because They, they probably didn't... No, they probably didn't figure out what to do Because the way the animation works when they change is like... It's like speckles of them. The scales turn into human... Oh pans, right, yeah, 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 And the hair goes from being kelp, like goes from being seaweed to being hair, yeah, and all that. But obviously the tail isn't there. And they mention, oh, I can still feel my tail. But every single shot where they change, there's like something obscures the tail. There'll be shots where they go past something and they can't the other side changed with oh, a right. full shot, or the shot is like carefully around the tail. So is it an instantaneous change? It's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. As long as they dry off, they, have to, they dry off really quickly. Yeah, they just have to. Get a towel, (laughs) just dry themselves off. It's an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean it's it was was freaking Little Mermaid. (laughs) Yeah, but um, no, decent stuff, and it's on Disney Plus, which means you don't have to go get COVID in cinema.
0: See, I watched, I watched the um, God, what was the Raya and the, is it Raya?
1: Raya and the Last Dragon.
0: Raya and the Last Dragon. I watched that.
1: Um, that's free now, isn't it? Yeah, I watched that. Well, included with your sub.
0: Yeah, I watched that. I think Didn't I go see it in the cinema?
1: I don't know, man. Why would you go see a film in the cinema
2: ever?
0: But I saw that when that was released and I really fucking like that film. That's a beautiful movie and a really clever movie. And um, I've only heard bad things about Luca.
1: Well, it's weirdos. It's probably weirdos on the internet.
0: I think it's just people expecting a lot more out of Pixar and not really... Because this was being made alongside something else, wasn't it? Was the uh, what was the film this was being made alongside? Because they have like three teams now working on separate projects each.
1: Yeah, my well, so... soul was the last one that came out. Wasn't yeah,
0: it? so I think the soul was one of them, and there's a third... Luca was
1: apparently like all the animation was done while during lockdown, like the last year. Yeah, because that's how quick it is now to make films that quality at home. Yeah, like they can do it at home. Like it, it took like five years to make Toy Story, the original one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Like the animation part of it. But um, this, yeah, they did it all in about a year and a half. Jesus. Which is nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. It, I don't know what their next one is.
0: That's what I was thinking, because there's a third one that's been I know been they've made... got a
1: new Monsters, Inc. thing coming soon, haven't they? But that's a TV series. show, Monsters yeah. at Work or something.
0: I don't think that's Pixar themselves, though, is it?
1: No, they usually outsource it out, don't yeah. they? Um, That'll be... Is that going to be like... I can imagine it being like an Office thing. Well,
0: it's... Um, no, no, no. Have you not like seen the Like a parody trailer?
1: of The Office, but with... No, Monsters? It's,
0: it's like um it's it's like Monsters Inc, it's same shot in the same sort of style, but the story is that there is someone who basically can't be a funny monster and so he gets put on like the he gets put on the team that helps clear shit up and like fix machines and stuff. Yeah. So he's just like sort of trying to rise above that role sort of thing. Whereas the last topic, tried
1: being scary.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, that's what he is. He's just not funny. Because yeah. remember that screams aren't as powerful as laughs. So, they realize that they need to, it's
1: got to be scarier.
0: Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. All
1: right. What's your last review, you cock?
0: Oh, yeah, it's my last review. Mm. I'm going to review Shin Megami Tensei Free Remaster for the never. Nintendo Switch. You've never mm. heard of Shin Megami Tensei? No. Okay. Well, let me tell you all about it, Ant. So, in the 80s, there was a series of, series of novels that were all about teenagers that came into contact with demons mm. and how those demons would would help them fight against some, some overarching evil. Um, this series was very popular in Japan. So popular, in fact, there was a spin-off series, which you may know by the name of Persona. Dynasty Warriors. Yes. Uh, but well, did you know that later, Shin
1: Megami Tensai is the spin-off series? What? The original game series was called Megami Tensai. Yes. On yes. the Famicom.
0: Yes, but when it was trans, well, when it started moving over
1: towards here, Shin Megami Tensai. It can't still be Shin now. It's, it's old now. You need to have Shin Shin. Right. Shin means new. Okay. So it's not new anymore, is All it? Oh, right. It's not new Megami Tensei. Well, I mean, it is because it's or a new, new game. Demon King Tensei? Tensei Chronicle? I can't remember. I don't know. Um,
0: uh. So, so there's been a fuck ton of these games. They usually come out in the West and they do okay numbers, but they've never been as big here as they have been in Japan. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 3 in particular was massive in Japan, but not very well received over here. Uh, mostly because it's quite a tough
1: it was an is- Atlas game in the early two thousands. Yeah. They they made four copies.
0: <laughs> yeah, that and it's it's also quite tough. It's not where
1: Rule of Rose was meant to come over here and they just like oh, they yeah. didn't bother, so now the Italian version's worth a shit done,
0: And the American version.
1: We got there was released in the UK very, very briefly. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got there's some Atlas games which are just an absolute nightmare to get hold of back then. Yeah. Like Persona Four on the PS2. That was worth a lot for years. And then the golden t- version came out. Yeah, and everyone goes to golden now, so the yeah. PS2 one doesn't sell for much. Well
0: it's a better game, isn't it? Yeah. Um so yeah, so um Shimagawa Tensei it, it precursors Pokemon, even though Pokemon kind of stole what this game is. Um but I mean before Pokemon you had card games that did something similar to this. That's essentially what they are. They are collector fonts. Yeah. Um and Well I- the, the real
1: you know, you just get people taking animals in the street and making them fight each other.
0: Well yeah that's that's a really interesting thing. So uh, dog fights. To briefly to briefly dog fights. Well to briefly have an aside. So Japan there was a trend in like the 50s and 60s where kids would get insects and fight insects. Yeah. Basically. Get beetles. Yeah. And in the 70s and 80s that was so popular there was a card game based around it. Yeah. And then in the 80s 90s to like even like even the 2000s there were arcade machines.
1: Where yeah. you'd put in your
0: hundred yen or, or one.
1: You haven't played the board. original Yakuza. It, do they have one of these games in there? Sort of. They have a version of that game where instead of where the, where the Beatles are actually sexy ladies wearing Beetle costumes. Oh right, okay. And they bump each other's butts and little kids play it. And Kiryu's like, Yeah. You find them around the town. And the whole time Kiryu's like, Are you sure kids should be playing this game? Yeah. I mean I'll play it <laughs> with eight year olds. <laughs> but you yeah. get the cards and it's just like sexy lady cards. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so that that concept, basically, we I I had a chance to have a go on one of these when we had the Trocadero. Um They had one of these, and I have one of the cards somewhere, but it's just like a really thick Pokemon card with a barcode on it. And this was from this probably was from about two thousand five. So it may not have been the networked one, but the idea was that you would scan your barcode, and your progress would carry over on the networked ones. On the older ones, the card would have a rarity. And depending on how rare your card was, was how good your fighter mm. was. And if you hadn't, if you didn't have a card, you spent an extra 50p and you got a card when you played the game, right? You couldn't get the cards independently. You couldn't put it in, say, 50p and just get a card and then fuck off from the machine. You had to one pound fifty to get the card, play the game. That was it. Right? Um. And that that sort of that's the lineage of these style collecting games, sort of beginning and then developing into a digital format. And Shimagami Tensai, you essentially you collect a harem of demons that are going to help you fight some sort of demi fiend or godlike character. And some of the some of the devils that you meet along the way, because they are devils and demons. Some of them you meet along the way will actually be the embodiment of like religious icons and religious people. Like there you can get Ares and you can get four and you can get like, you know, I think there is an Odin. But yeah, so that's that's kind of what this game is. Um, and each one of them deals with the end of the world or at least some some duality where you've got the normal world and then you've got the future or some apocalyptic world. And mm, the first stop the apocalypse. <laughs> or, well, you're actually causing it in this one. But more on that in a second.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Shin Megami Tensai games are not happy games. No,
0: they're all really sad. So in the first game I played in the series was Shin Megami Tensai 4, which was on the on the 3DS. And that game is fucking weird. It starts that you're in a medieval city, and you basically go around and you go on a little quest. They're like, we need you to go f- kill four of the imps. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go kill four of these imps. And at the end, the last imp's like, no, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll join your team. I'll join your team or part of your team. You're like, cool. All right, get in there. Um, You get about 20% through that game and then you're suddenly transported through a portal to modern day Tokyo completely invaded by demons.
1: Yeah, sounds about right.
0: And then you have to sort of collect demons and defeat the enemies to to stop the rift. I can't even remember at this point. This is over 10, 15 years since I played this game. However old the 3DS is whenever it came out. Um it's such a fucking weird concept i I have a copy of the strange journey remaster they released for the 3ds as well that I haven't played, which is another Shimogami Tensei game and that's about a a caravan traveling through the apocalypse and you are able to control the demons and side with the demons and you use them to defend the convoy and get to what is is gonna be like your final destination, which is hopefully some sort of some sort of safe space some sort of safe area.
1: Um, I'll control your demons in a you fuck.
0: What? It's, it's such, like, so playing this game, it feels a bit like Pokemon. It feels a tiny bit like Pokemon at times. But for the most part, it's really fucking depressing. And it keeps reminding you, your main character in the beginning of the game is is basically Satan, or, or the equivalent of in this world that you're in shoves a horrible worm monster down your throat, makes you into a demi-fiend, a half-demon, half-human. Oh,
1: gee, I hate when he does that.
0: I know, right, tell me about it. And so from that point, you can use Magata, which are like, um which are, in persona, they would be jobs. Yeah. In this, they are your demon. They They give you access to different power types, and they give you weaknesses and advantages over other monsters, right? And you can level up, and as you level up, the demon inside your body... If you, once you get to certain levels, it'll go, the demon is acting unruly inside your body. Do you want to calm it or would you like to let it continue being unruly? And depending on what you choose, it can have positive or negative effects. If you let it go a bit mad, sometimes it will heal your entire party and restore their MP. If you let it go mad other times, it might cause you to be paralyzed and mean that you're less effective in battle. You know, it's, um, there's a, there's a chance for each. And the more you pick of one, the more chance that's gonna have a negative effect overall. Um yeah, and and like the game itself, I've never played this one. Because Atlas PS2 games are really fucking expensive. Yeah. The um Devil <laughs> tried to collect them. <laughs> the Devil Survivor games, the side games from this, you've got yeah, one of on, like, like
1: the spin-off based on yeah. one of the endings, aren't they? Yeah. yeah.
0: They're basically set in Tokyo from Shin Megami Tensei 2. Maybe. Or the other side of Shin Megami Tensei 4. I can't remember. But basically the Devil Survivor games are, there's two of those. And in those, it's a similar story to this from what I've been told. I haven't managed to play. These games take about 70 hours to complete, so I don't have the time to play all of them. It's too I don't think, long. Don't think anyone does. Um, but, but with regards to this one, yeah, it's, it's such a weird concept. It's quite sad at times. Um, some of the some of the things that the monsters do, like some of them plead for their lives and then join you because they're terrified of dying. It's
1: gonna be my buddies with him. Yeah, you um, and he were buddies, <laughs> weren't you? What's that? From Garth star Place. Oh Darkplace. right, yeah. You've got to watch the making of bonus feature. He's talking about to. how workaday actors these days would just say, "You and he were buddies, weren't you?" But not me. <laughs> <laughs> you and he were buddies, weren't you? <laughs> So a little pause, the turn of the head. Yes. The thing
0: about the show was it was running about 10 minutes short every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what we found
1: was we had to do... Just put slow-mo on everything and try and keep it away from any, the dialogue as much as possible. Any scene in which someone's running down a corridor, we put it in slow-mo. <laughs> any
0: scene in which Dag is entering a room, mm. we'd slow that down. Because Dag was just slamming those doors. Uh, yeah, like, it's... Yeah, Shin Megami Tensei 3, it, it's, a, it's a curiosity in this day and age. And, uh, like, I think I've been talking about Shin Megami Tensei 5 since this fucking podcast started. We finally saw some gameplay from that. And I don't think it's going to run very well on Switch, Ant. <laughs> Have you seen what it looks like? What, 5? Yeah. It's fully open world. Mm. The monsters are walking around the be place.
1: Be it's being made for Switch. be fine. It's
0: made for Switch and PS4, mm. isn't it? But yeah, Shin Megami Tensei 3, if you want a good RPG, it's a great RPG. It's really dour, it's really dark, but it's it's so fascinating to play something that is the antithesis of something like a Pokemon game. And when you consider the fact that Pokemon games can take up to 20-30 hours to complete, and usually the whole point of a Pokemon game is just to keep the status quo in place. It's never to shake things up, it's never to like, you don't really change anything. In this, the... The whole thing is that your character is pretty much a blank slate. You don't really find out much about him. There's not really much story to him. The whole idea is that you are just trying to help these beings that are desperately trying to survive in this new world and and do whatever you can to, you know, help any survivors of the apocalypse. And and it just, there's like a weird emptiness and loneliness to it.
1: Well, the apocalypse would be pretty, you know. It's
0: filled with demons, mate. There's so many demons ready to have a chat. They've even got a demon bar somewhere. Yeah. I'm robbed and blind. Um, But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. But I can definitely see how this game is very much a product of its time. It's almost 15 years old now. And there are a lot of quality of life things that could have been introduced to make this easier. Um, I also know for a fact that it's only £10 on the PS3. You know the PS3 used to be able to play PS2 games? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the PS4 as well. I think you can buy them on the PS4 as well. Mm. Um, it's only a tenner. So if you want to play the original version... like
1: there are some. They haven't quality... changed much, have they? Well, they, there's some quality... They put, of life you can save periods. any now, can't yeah.
0: you? Basically, if you on, There's an easy mode now, whereas there wasn't before. And the easy mode, the enemies are easier, and you get triple the experience. So if you want a game that you can play through and it's like a standard Pokemon-style RPG, just play on easy... If you want a game that's more challenging, you play it on normal, because it is fucking grueling on normal.
1: Oh, the, those Shin Megami Tensei games are basically built around going, hey, you, you think you've been going okay? Here's a new roadblock that you need to have learned something for. <laughs> I had no problem it, with Shin Megami Tensei 4. It's like when you get those game designs where it's like, you know, you have a boss that's meant to tra- yeah. meant to use the things you've learned so far. Yeah. And if you haven't learned them so far, Shin Megami Tensei will punish you for it. I'm only, I'm only like 10, 15 hours
0: into this game, so I'm only baby steps into it. But I've just gotten to the boss where you're basically captured by a bunch of demons and put into a gladiator ring. Yeah. And you've got three boss level villains that you have to beat in a row. And the last one's four. And I only just found out after trying to beat him three or four times the other day. There's no quick save point, by the way. If you're going to play this, you have to save right before you get captured. So you save right before you go up to the doors. Cause I lost two levels worth of, it's, when you're playing on normal, two levels is a lot. That's like an hour and a half of playing. Mm. Um, I lost two levels of pro- progress and I found out that you need a certain Magate that you could buy from the sewer area to really maximize your possibly your potential for being him. Cause he has no, he has no, um, protection against physical attacks, but he has like, he, it like nulls so many magic attacks that you just sort of have to just pummel him.
1: You just try making friends with him.
0: You try and buff everyone and pummel him as much as possible. You can try to make friends with him. Like loads of the bosses are, are, like, not catchable, but they can join your party. Mm. But there's such a specific way of doing it that I haven't managed to do it on anyone. Just beam up them.
1: Yeah. Fuck
2: them.
0: You can't always fuse to get to them demons. as well. Like, one of the interesting aspects of this, one of the things I actually really fucking like, and they have in the mobile game as well, and it kind of makes the mobile game playable because it's interesting, but you can fuse demons to make other demons. So if you've got, like, two weaker demons, you can fuse and make a stronger one, right? Mm. And that's sort of how you get the ones that so when it comes to the bosses, like you're saying, you use everything you've learned. Shin and Tensai, if you, if you take a hit and one of your characters is, is, is nulls the hit or they are actually, they feed off of it and they actually get health points off of the attacks. Yeah. Cause there's some attacks that do that. It will remove any chance your enemy has to attack. Even if they've got four moves left, they'll just disappear because they fucked themselves. And then on the same, same side, if you use attacks that your enemy's weak to, you get bonus moves. So, you can maximize that to get eight moves That's per how round. Sub
1: 4 worked. Pardon? Sub Persona 4 worked.
0: Yeah, this is the Shin Megami Tensai. This is how, yeah. this is how two, four, and it's everything your own gets combo system. Works. Yeah. Um, and that works
1: really well in this. Or Momentum, or whatever it was called. Cool. I can't remember what was called. Cool.
0: I don't know if this is in the original as well. They've also got an auto battler So, if you're fighting low level villains, like if you're returning to areas, mm. you just hit a button and it will do the battle for you. They won't use any of their magic. So, your characters won't use any of their magic. So, they'll just use basic attacks. Mm. But it's good in a pinch if you're just trying to, like, sort of, grind a bit and get a few levels but yeah um it's not a perfect game my personal score for it is a Tom Atkins because I love it but I think that anyone else who plays this is gonna there's gonna be so many roadblocks that you have to sort of push through mm. and for me because those roadblocks are in Shin Megami Tensai 4 it's a little easier to get through them because I've seen where the series goes and they've sort of like they've kind of integrated some of those things in this one mm. Um, but if this is your first Shin Megami game, it's going to be a fucking tough sell. I mean, I, I don't think you could have it any harder unless you went back to... I think there's a PS2...
1: No, there's a PS1 game, isn't there? The f- yeah, Shin Megami Tensai was on PS1.
0: Yeah, and then there's the Megami Tensai series on the Famicom. And the Super Famicom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're fucking tough to get on with. If you We're want all a game... Japanese? That doesn't help. No, someone's fan... There's fan conversions. <laughs> but, like...
1: It's, fan translation. It's like,
0: Disgusting. <laughs> it's like playing the first Final Fantasy game again. It's impossible to go back to it.
2: Um,
0: but yeah, so it's, personally, it's Tom Atkins. I love it. But if anyone else was to play it, I'd say it was like a Helen Mirren. No, not a Helen Mirren. That's a bit low. I'd say it's like a Meryl Streep. It's, it's so close to perfection. It's such a difficult and grindy RPG, but it does feel satisfying. I think that's the key word is that it feels satisfying to progress. I think that. So many RPGs like Pokemon fall into the pitfall of being too easy. Especially the newest Pokemon. Like, I think I Can't that, believe you'd do that. I, I think that, that, I think it was a mistake to introduce the system where everyone gets XP as a base in the new Pokemon games. Cause that happens in this, but you get so little XP from every fight that you don't really level up that quickly. Being Pokemon, I remember just leveling up everyone and I was like, I had level 50 Pokemon when everybody else was level 30. And just felt a bit... Like they had balanced stuff. That's your fault. Um, what I might do is, I might, once I've completed it on the normal mode, I might go back and give Easy a go. Because I'd like to see what it's like when it does have more of a Pokemon tinge to the like the money and the... Because apparently you get three times the amount of money and three times the amount of XP. I can imagine that's a fucking easy game at that point. Oh, Also, people have complained how it looks. I really like the look of this.
1: It looks fucking weird. They're complaining that they haven't just gone and done a full remake. It isn't, yeah. It's just... Here's an upscale and widescreenification of the PSD1. Like,
0: there, there are a couple of bits like the music. They did a... Do you hear the remastered track? They did like remastered vinyls of all the soundtracks hmm. and they could have used that music in this one but they used like original tracks they sound a bit crap but they don't sound like terrible, terrible. They just sound like DVD quality audio which is pretty high quality.
1: No, that's um, the thing nowadays. No one's satisfied. They want full remakes of everything. I'm just happy that I can play I just it. want to be able to play the, the original game. <laughs>
0: I got it. I got it for 35 quid and I couldn't play this game like without going through the hassle of trying to program an exact PS2 emulator to actually run it properly, which is going to take more time than just buying the copy that I've got. I mean, it's the same thing with Skyward Sword, isn't it? I'm excited to play Skyward Sword for the first time, and that's coming out. Yeah, July. I never,
1: I never got it because I didn't have a Motion Plus controller. We came with one, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't want to pay. It was like sixty quid. Oh right, um, I just never got excited. sixty quid for I, video games. I
0: didn't have a Wii.
1: I didn't have any reason to. Well, have you should a Wii. have gone before you started. <laughs>
0: I just never bought it because, like, I still had I still had the GameCube when Twilight Princess came out, and I played Twilight Princess on the GameCube not oh, on the Wii. Poor child, I really liked it. Did them. you
1: sell your copy of Twilight Princess? Yeah, I did the GameCube one. Yeah, yeah. Do
0: you know how much I got for it?
1: Yeah, you get like fifty, sixty quid for that game yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping the same thing would happen with the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild, but it turns out no one wants Wii U games.
0: No, well, I think the problem is that now that you can just... because you you know, know The thing it?
1: was, the GameCube was a beloved console that people liked, so they collect games for it. But ain't no one collecting games for the Wii U. Well,
0: no, the Wii U has a second life as an emulation machine. Because it's so good at doing Wii and GameCube yeah, games. Yeah, but
1: still no one wants Wii U <laughs> games.
0: Mm. Well, that's because you can rip them off so easy.
1: Because mm, most of them are on Switch.
0: Well, no, you can rip them off easy. Mm. That's the problem. Like, the Wii is a really good console in terms of the architecture and design of it because it's really, really good at just running off of an SSD that you attach to it.
1: I saw someone figured out how to um, burn games onto a DVD and make it run from the DVD. Mm. Use a DVD-ROM and it thinks the plug in a drive and the Wii U will literally think your DVD-ROM is a hard drive. Yep. Which is kind of crazy. So you can back up your games onto a DVD-ROM. Well, it's an Intel-based
0: architecture, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a PC. It's like a really powerful triple-core PC. Yeah. That's the other problem is it had triple-cores. Everything else was dual-core. Including the Xbox 360 and the PS3 was six cores,
1: because
0: it was a cell processor. I
1: mean, no one knows what was going on with that. And it was
0: like, what was the what was it, it ran at? It like ran at one point one gigahertz per per core. Yeah, but
1: the, the PS4 three's a mess.
0: Well, the PS3 ran at like 0.8. It's not just about
1: core. what it was running; it was how it ran it. Mm. Everything ran in sequence. It couldn't just pull from each core randomly. It had to things had to happen one core after the other. Well, that
0: was to take pressure off the RAM though.
1: It was a mess. Because the
0: RAM was fucked. The RAM didn't read fast enough. Mm. Um, Alright, and your review? Your last review? Ever? Oh, I mean for this week. Oh. And next week.
1: Right. Um. Dave
0: Foley played Flick. Hmm? That's such a weird choice for a kids film. What? Dave Foley. Hey? He played Flick in A Bug's Life, the main character. Uh,
1: who's Dave Foley?
0: Dave Foley's... He... He was in Kids in the Hall. Uh. Which was like the American comedy people. Uh. And he... Mostly was known because he was like a portly little bloke who took his clothes off all the time. Uh-huh. And then the other big film he had around the same time as Blast from the Past. He played, um, can you stop burping? He played, um, Alicia Silverstone's gay best friend. Oh. And Brenda Fraser has that moment, like he says, he says, thank you for always being happy. And Alicia Silverstone says, why did he thank you for always being happy? And she goes, he thanked me for being gay. Oh. Cause he's from the fifties, so he doesn't understand that gay meant it wasn't, he
1: didn't know it was a sexual preference.
0: Yeah. And so and a Then really he goes back moment. and says
1: And also for sucking my cock
0: Yeah maybe He punches uh, Brecken. No He punches Nathan Fillion in the face In that film Nice Nathan Fillion has a cameo As Alicia yeah. Silverstone's Ex-boyfriend And um, Nathan Isn't Fillion Too old for her
1: Pardon? Isn't too old for her
0: They were both like 25 26 at the really time yeah, They are. This was 98 Can't accept that and um and Nathan Fillion goes to punch Brenda Fraser in the face, and Brenda Fraser so quickly does like a little pop to Nathan Fillion's face. And Nathan Fillion goes goes, I wasn't gonna hit you and he goes, You were, you went to hit me and he goes he goes, Okay. Well it seems like my evening's over and he turns around and he goes to hit me again and Brenda Just a quick pop to the face. And I go, oh, Okay, I'm gonna cut my losses <laughs> and just I was like even even charming when he's a dick in films, that Nathan Fillion. That's oh. actually blast, blast from the Fast is a good film. I like that movie.
1: Blast in your ass. Yeah.
0: The porn version. your are a Ant.
1: I'm going to make a parody company that does non-porn versions of porn films.
0: Oh, what, like uh, that Batman vs. Superman I reviewed
1: years ago? <laughs> yeah, Cameron, I'll
0: just do... would take up the arts.
1: Let's do a non-porn one.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Take out all the slow motion. Make Justice League five minutes long. See, we filmed Justice League to be,
2: <laughs> to be an
0: hour and a half long. But people wanted it longer, so we had to do all these slow-mo. Mm. We are trying to avoid the dialogue.
1: Tried <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. You don't want to put slow-mo over dialogue. <laughs> no. As much as possible. Yeah. Right. You done? Yeah. Yeah, right. I guess I have to talk about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Or Ripped A Fart. Yep. That's but- <laughs> That's what the name is. That's the joke name.
0: Oh, right.
1: Because they always have a joke name.
0: I've just realised that you said Book of Life was the was the equivalent of Coco, right?
1: Well, I couldn't remember what it was called. You said Book of Life.
0: All oh, right, Yeah, Book of Life was released three years before. Yeah, same film. Same it's film, not the same yeah. film. Same film. Same no, time. It's not, it's anyway.
1: Latching Clank. Yeah, ripped It's on PS5. Far, that's really crass. Yeah. Um... So, in this game, it's a new Ratchet & Clank. I can't tell if it's meant to be a direct sequel to the 2016 Ratchet & Clank or a sequel to the series up to the point before that 2016 one. I think one. it's meant to
0: be a sequel up until that point.
1: Yeah, because the 2016 one was a sort of reboot, wasn't it? But it was also a... so the It was t- half remake, half not. Should I do my attempt at No.
0: Okay. So, the remake <sighs> was kind of one and three, mm. but not two. And then two is a separate thing but what's happening in the newest one they basically it's all of their adventures up until that point because that device the interdimensional portal d- gun dimensionator the dimensionator that's in another game yeah yeah cuz
1: it's how ratchet got to yeah. thingy but anyway so the game the ratchet and clank ratchet clank made a dimensionator to help ratchet go meet other lombaxes find out where they came from yeah don't know where they are but they're going to try and find them but then, Evil Doctor Nefaria steals it and messes things up and starts, you know... I mean, just fuck he's, up the dimensions. A fuck up. He's yeah. a fuck-up. He's a fuck-up. He's like the worst villain in the world. But the thing just... is, is that, that's one of the good things with the game. Um, he's He messes up the dimensions basically by accident because he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. And being, you know, this inept klutz of a villain. But that's really clever because... You end up in a world where nefarious is ruling the world in this other dimension, yeah, basically, and you don't see what's going on with that actual nefarious. Mm. you just follow this klutz nefarious, and when the story gets to the point when you meet that nefarious, not not gonna spoil anything, but it pays off so much stuff like it it makes you realize. Uh, it's sort of like a really clever way of playing off that character mm. um, but anyway the, the game itself you're travelling double dimensions it's taking advantage of the PS5 super fast loading times to do stuff like warping you through worlds and loading stuff up on the fly um, I don't think people realise how friggin' revolutionary some of the cutscenes are in this game mm. because there's times where the cutscene is going on in a location characters are talking over intercoms and it will cut back and forth between these two completely different levels that you've been to and it's, all and an it's seamless
0: like I think you need to explain that it's all in engine before that's yeah. impressive because if it's pre-recorded then it doesn't fucking matter yeah. it. there's no processing but back. stuff
1: like when you fly to another planet and it takes off and the camera just you get that short brief sequence of them flying through space and it does a Star Wars wipe mm. and you're on the planet yeah like like stuff like that is crazy like how fast the game starts when you reload a save file it's like probably about 12 seconds from the dashboard to loading the game and being in the game from your save file yeah which is pretty nuts
0: I'm only Um, on the third world, so I'm nowhere near as far as you. But I finished it. (laughs) One of the things I've noticed is there is a level where the entire thing has loaded into the memory. It's the first planet you go on where you've sort of got little bits and pieces that you can play with. And you've got those speed snails and and those riffs and all the other stuff. And all of that's loaded. There's no pop-in. There's no... Well,
1: it's not loading, it's the PlayStation. The speed, it doesn't load it all in memory in one go. The PlayStation's fast enough that... Does it not? It doesn't need to. Yeah. That's sort of... There's like, no the distortion, thing. there's no think... hiding. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing people don't seem to realise with how fast these machines are now. Yeah. Is that they're not having to load in stuff for later on in the game like if there's if there's no red barrels anywhere near you at the time, they don't have to keep them loaded in memory just in case they pop into your view. Mm. the console won't load them into memory until they're a second away from appearing in your view yeah it's that sort of quickness that you can just chuck stuff through the buffer really quickly.
0: sometimes it's a little bit too quick, and there are moments the first time you have to um, so you get to the point where you don't tether to swing between places you basically rift between two places yeah yeah I like how it works and, um, and it looks really cool but they don't really give you an indication you're you're double rifting I'm going to call it double rifting double rifting yeah so you go through the first one and there's a second one immediately in front of you hmm. and it doesn't really clue you into the fact that that's the expectation you're just you're not
1: s- quick enough and your brain grapes
0: no I was expecting to because everyone up until that point you rift through and then you jump and you're on another area this one you rift and then like there's one in the distance and you rift again and That's really mm. interesting. I also like. Um, I've just gotten to the point where you've got the first part where you sort of mess around with magnetic. You know, you've got the mag boots through the yeah, first yeah. part of the game. Now you've got mag boots and you've got a jumping mechanic. So yeah, that's in some of the other games. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really nice. Although
1: um, there's a couple of mechanics in the game that introduces to you during the tutorial at the start that I completely forgot about while well, the time. I came back up to them again. I completely forgot you could throw the hammer.
2: Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, throw yeah. your
1: hammer and wrench. I completely forgot about that till like <laughs> six hours into the game because um, there was times when there was like crystals on the wall yeah and rare titanium crystals and I just I kept jumping trying to hit them and I hit them in the end and then I went oh yeah I could have just thrown that you can't shoot those no you can't shoot the raritanium crystals okay. those ones you have to hit with your wrench you can shoot regular crates oh uh-huh. but um yeah I mean it doesn't throw the whole dimension hopping thing in your face as much as I was expecting no I thought levels were going to be built around like oh you're going to another dimension doing stuff there is one level which you'll come up to soon um Ratchet and Rivet both have a stage based around this mm. Where you'll go to one world And it'll be one way And you smack a crystal and the entire level changes mm. And it's not a simple thing of they're changing the textures It's, it's not a completely like, new level Yeah, it's not like um, You remember in Titanfall you did the time travel thing Yeah,
0: and you just literally had a button Yeah, That's and the, you pressed it. the
1: way that worked The level you were on in that level Was a lot smaller than a normal level mm-hmm. on Titanfall 2 the way it was doing it was there was actually a second level well, loaded sequential underneath.
0: Sequential loading, so you would have rooms like it
1: was broken into rooms. Well, things. no, the, most levels on Titanfall Two are fairly large and open world and stuff. But this yes. one's like two buildings, and that's it.
0: Well, no, you've got the massive canyon. in between. I've recently replayed Titanfall Two, so Titanfall Two, you've got you've got the. But once main... you get the
1: time travel thing, it all happens in those two buildings.
0: No, because you go back to the canyon and you you destroy it as you see the. So the canyon between the two buildings is like a massive corridor.
1: There's not a canyon between the two buildings, it's, not, it's a road.
0: It's like a massive corridor. There's a road in the middle. I know, buildings? but like, in terms of the design, you've got the two buildings. You've We're
1: not focusing on two buildings. The, thing, the level as a whole is smaller than the oh, other level. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the way it works is there's another version of the level underneath. Mm. And when you tap the button, you've got a mirrored player character in the other world. And when you tap the button, it's just switching your viewpoint to the other oh, character. right, right. So that's how it works. But Ratchet & Clank doesn't do that. It literally loads in the levels and... yeah pops you straight through to the other thing because the levels are huge massive great big open world environments you can't just load in an entirely different tile set because on that Titanfall one most of the textures are still relatively similar you're in the same location but same geometry but with slight changes here and there so it's like whereas like with Ratchet and Clank it's like loading entirely different tile sets like like even when you walk through those portals to uh, the rifts the um, pocket dimensions Mm. and stuff and everything's perspective like correct towards them and-
0: they're little shrines like from Zelda aren't they sort of yeah some of them are like I just did the one with the exploding boxes yeah. where you've got like a speed course where you just basically have to bounce between exploding boxes to get to the other end Um, that was cool
1: yeah it's it's fantastic there's some scale in it as well there's some large scale moments later in the game the finale is like it's not doing anything I haven't seen other games before do before in terms of boss battle size or anything like that hmm. but the way it does it, it's so fluid and like just the animation quality is one of the things that really helps Insomniac because they've probably got some of the best animation works in the business right now. I was going
0: to say, yeah. Some of, the, some of the creatures that I've seen so far yeah. have been fucking incredible. The, I
1: mean, it looks like a friggin' and CGI I movie. Mean, there's sometimes where it looks better than the film. Yeah, <laughs> so, well,
0: the weird thing is that that 2016 game actually looks really good. Yeah. I haven't completed it yet. I think I might go back to that after I've done this one.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I was talking to Under Moons and he hasn't started the new one yet cause he was playing through the um, 2016 one yeah. first. But some of the stuff like if you look at it, like put performance ray tracing mode on because ray tracing makes a massive difference to the look. Um, stuff like Clank reflecting Ratchet in his metal yeah. and stuff like that, or um, there's stuff in the intro sequence where you see dots nefarious in his robot ship thing, hmm. and you can see like all the sh- cars flying around in the distance reflected in the thing. Is but if you put it or- in quality mode, you lose it all.
0: That neon market area. Yeah. Oh, the water on the ground. So, you know, I when we, we spoke about it, you walked in and had a look when I was playing it the other day, hmm. and I didn't realize this, but you know, performance ray tracing mode? Yeah. If you just go performance mode, you don't get the, you don't even have the water dripping into the rain. You just see like flat puddles. It uses
1: of, um, cube maps as well, which is like, um, um, cube maps have like worked on games for a long time, but the problem with them is it's projecting, it's a trick where like, It takes your viewpoint and projects what should be in the ground underneath it. But if your character (coughs) is in the way, Mm. you get like cut off edges that where the reflection just doesn't work because your character's shad, character's blocking, blocking it from doing the raycast. But the ray tracing doesn't do that. So it's like spot on perfect reflections all the time. But the friggin' HDR as well. I switched from playing this on because I did a quick recording. Mm. Um, And obviously when I'm recording it, I don't have the stuff to capture HDR, so it has to be standard definition and all that yeah um, not standard standard dynamic range yeah Um. and it looks so different without the HDR it's the, it's it the planets and stuff
0: like that like HDR has never been a big thing for me like mm. there are certain films where I think it really adds to it but for the most part like standard stuff isn't filmed to take advantage of it um, and when it comes to games as well like even games like they don't really do much with it like the closest you get if yeah, this like, does
1: this freaking looks yeah. ridiculous
0: the closest thing that you get like so far that I've had is stuff like Miles Morales when you're like swinging towards the sun the sun's mm. so bright that it sort of it fucks up your vision on other parts. Mm. And like it does that on purpose just because the brightness of the sun The best use of HDR okay.
1: though in films is um where they're using it to mimic the brightness of a cinema screen. Because that's a thing you people don't seem to realise. When you watch a film on a regular TV without HDR, blacks aren't fully black. Well, that- brightnesses isn't as bright. When you look at a film in the cinema and it's projected through film, the black mm. parts of the image are completely black. And you're looking at literal light being bounced in your face. Yeah. Like Dark Crystal on four K Blu ray is one of the best HDR things around.
0: I was gonna say that um When are we gonna get Speed Racer in HDR though? The the thing that I what? the thing that um really sold me on HDR for some things when it's used properly, is the last coherent Christopher Nolan film in Stella. That wasn't Where...
1: coherent. <laughs> Fucking liar. Yeah, it was. Listen, he's never made a coherent I film.
0: I understood it. But there's a scene in which the ship is the ship is taking off and as it takes off it sort of covers the covers the sun Mm. and then as it starts travelling the the image switches and you retain some of the detail but then the sun's reflection starts gliding across it and parts of it light up and then where you've got those details it spreads out and they become lighter as well and it's almost like you're looking directly at the sun. It increases
1: directly at the sun. You saw sunlight?
0: It's oh, sunshine. you Sunshine. Mean. Great film.
1: Skylight.
0: Um, but yeah, like, this game is, it, it is a tech, it's like a tech marvel. Mm, yeah. The only thing that I wish, and, and I wish this for every first person, first party PS5 game, use that dual sensor controller. Get some more use out of it.
1: Yeah. You get S- some stuff in this.
0: Some of it's fine. Like, you get,
1: um, some rocket boots later that you, um, glide along with and you tap the l 2 button to thrust with them and you can feel when you do it there's like a resistance there's on some
0: them. nice gun stuff where you hold it down to, mm. to charge some weapons but you played Astrobot's playroom you know what I mean yeah I told you the downfall of that game being free with the console is that it shows what the controller can do and what the console can do in some sections it does push the machine a couple of levels in that game but like it's just when you go to a game that's meant to be like this big thing and it just Everything there's some stuff that does, perfect. like...
1: Because um, there's one thing I'd like to see. Do you know how you get some games where holding the trigger halfway does one thing, pressing it down fully does mm. another thing? Matching yeah. Clank has, like, there's a gun in the a big shotgun thing, where halfway down fires one blast, pulling down fires all blasts off at once. Yeah. But there's, like, a little resistance point in the middle of it. Yeah, to stop you going too far. There's the same thing with a shield you get yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, later on, there's a shield you fire up and it blasts. It's the same the with any. the
0: um, the massive like the Ghostbusters style gun. Mm. You know the one that does a huge line. It's like a rail gun. Other, yeah. Yeah, you hold it down, it charges and holds the charge, and then you depress it to. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd like to see more games doing that where. Yeah. They have like you know I remember how the GameCube controller had that little click. Yeah. yeah, yeah on the yeah. shoulder buttons, do that with. It's the, just a
0: mic. Well, it's yeah. an analog and a micro switch. Yeah, yeah,
1: but do that with the controller where it has a point where it resists. And then you push past it for the oh, click.
0: I hate to be the one... I hate to do this and compare it to this, but Call of Duty did it right. Call of Duty, if you... So in the story, it makes a point to tell you that if you reload a gun and you don't, you try and press the trigger before the reload's done and you keep <laughs> the trigger held down, the gun won't fire because you can't cock it whilst you've got the trigger pushed down part of the way. Right. If you release your finger, it releases the motion and lets you fire straight away. And it's just such a nice use of that. It's just like like, no, 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 no.
1: Behave yourself. Let
0: it click, and then you can go. Um, again, Resident Evil as well. Resident Evil has a nice nice use of that. If you're firing and you run out of bullets, don't let you let you pull that trigger. You have to reload.
1: I bet I could push hard enough. you probably break it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Give me your control. no!
0: It does take a bit of a bashing. Like, mm. if you're pushing against it when it's trying to do something, it, it'll fight you. Yeah. It's pretty decent. Um, did you... Astrobot's playroom, did you get to the point where you use any of the machines yet no, like... I've only done the first stage. Oh, you only said the ball.
1: Yeah, that yeah. ball bit's a pain in the arse. Yeah,
0: but you know when you like <laughs> do it up and you can feel it, you can feel the zip mm. go? Yeah. It's so good. And also his legs, just the...
1: T- yeah, I could do it without footsteps. It's a bit annoying.
0: Yeah, I know, but it adds so much to the immersion mm. of the whole thing. Like, even the fans and stuff, when the fans are going to your right, mm. and it's vibrating a little bit on the right, and you're like, oh, okay, I completely understand.
1: Apparently, um, there's a gun in Ratchet & Clank. I think it's the one the ones you get the blueprints for. Yeah. Um, it's a retro gun, and it'll play this humming tune, Yeah, but you can only hear it. It's in the vibration. The vibration's actually playing the humming tune. All right. So it'll be like this... Chip tune music. If you put the controller down when you hold the trigger, or put it against something, you'll hear it. Yeah, because it, like it's going through the rumble. That's cool. And it does this like, mm,
2: like
1: that noise. Awesome. It's going through the rumble. Yeah, yeah. Because that. that's all they're doing. These things. It's, just, it's yeah, play it plays sound files through. Yeah. Thing. That's how the switch does it as well. Yeah. This it's, 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 we've moved on from spinning motors, which is good. Well,
0: they are essentially just still spinning motors. Yeah, but it's like
1: it's not just like sending a signal to. Shake. They're
0: like micro motors. They're not yeah. that big.
1: And now it's like, you can just play an audio file for it and it will do this thing.
0: Yeah, I just wish that more people used it. I think that the new Xbox controller has a good motor in it as well, like in terms of what it does, but it just doesn't have any of those extra features that immerse in The Xbox
1: controller is just another Xbox controller.
0: Yeah, it's better better rumble than, mm. you know, the design. They've just made it a little bit smaller. That's it. It
1: still costs way too much. Remember when controllers were 20 quid?
0: I only paid... I paid 35 for my second DualSense controller... And I paid thirty for my carbon black Xbox Series controller.
1: Got ripped off. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I
0: don't like the one thing I like about the PS4 one over the Xbox One is the Xbox has a super clicky D-pad, mm. which is good for like fighting games and stuff. But it's so fucking loud. So if you're using the Xbox just to watch something, you're like,
1: all right, <coughs> like, oh, okay, calm down, mate. Calm down. Maybe it's got dead bugs inside and you're crushing loads of bugs. No, nah, it's both of them. Man, anyway, matching Clank rift apart. Um, it's good. I've not reviewed I it yet. I recommend stealing your housemate's PS5 and you playing didn't it. You
0: fucking steal it, right? You try and steal something from me. I'll break every bone in Optimus Prime's
1: body. You fucking dare touch Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't I'm not care even about physical... towards Optimus Prime. <laughs> you do. There's no Optimus Prime there. There's one there. That's an Ultra Magnus. You fucking. I'll break
0: them all until I get an Optimus Prime. <laughs> and I'll know it by the clicks.
1: Friggin'.
2: Friggin'.
1: Luddite, that's Kill what them you are. All. Kill them all. I'll destroy Luddite. every one of them. Um, I found a transformer last week. Did you? Yeah, it's down the back of the uh, my oh, DVD unit. There's not. There's it's not covered any, in dust.
0: There's literally no other PS5 games for a while that I'm interested in now.
1: So that's think, okay. All the good games are coming out on Switch. I'm trying
0: to think what the next the next big thing is that I'm looking forward to, and there's nothing really. Marigolf? Golf. No.
1: Disguise Six is out next week on. Switch On Switch And apparently I mean I played the demo It doesn't run smoothly I was talked about a few weeks ago
0: The Ascent is probably The next game That I'm going to be Put some time in
1: And then after that It's like back for blood And shit like that Isn't it I don't know They all sound bollocks to me Like Half uh, of E3 was like Oh here's another Team based squad shooter If we'll you're fighting vampires Or zombies Or some shit I don't fucking care
0: yeah, I'm,
1: I, not my. I'm really just.
0: just I, I'm trying to think. Nine,
1: there go. I'm, I'm most excited about Advance Wars remake. So <laughs> when's that out?
0: That's October, isn't it? Yeah,
1: something like that. Mm. Advance Wars one and two. I'm pl- getting them. Yeah, they look good. And um, um, I earned one pound something on ad revenue this week because people are watching that trail. My footage from the old game. Oh, from the um... yeah, just random. Yeah, so I'm really glad that the video that I'm not even really in because it's just a recording straight up gameplay. Is the one that's the most viewed video on my channel. You do revisit
0: to Advance Wars One and Two because you've got both, haven't you?
1: I've got all the Advance Wars games. Yeah, you
0: should do some. You should do some content. That would actually be a really good idea because you love that fucking
1: game. Yeah, I might do it when the new one comes out. We'll do it before you fucking buffoon. Yeah, but I could do a video about the remake. Well, no, you do
0: like little videos about each of them, and then you we'll you do one. a do story about the remake, Wait, and what? you go and the remake. I'll make released. it an
1: event. It's not going to be a... Oh, I will play through both games, and Look, I'll record the whole playthrough. You
0: got to start. Getting your content plans in line, because I'm I'm going to manage you now. No, I I'm, no. I'm the captain now.
1: No, I'm Captain Phillips. It was captain Phillips. Yeah, he was who <laughs> was famously the captain.
0: I captain now, Phillips. Wasn't it like I think we spoke about this? But the true story was There's a bit in
1: the film where he goes, "I'm the captain, Phillips." Now, yeah, yeah.
0: No, but in real life, didn't Captain Phillips try and trade a bunch of people so that he could live?
1: Like, yeah, he was, he was
0: famously was... a cunt. <laughs> yeah, like ninja. I'm bringing it back I'm bringing it back the rivalry when Ninja begins I hate that stupid cunt when he fuck off and played Fortnite
1: Captain Fimmets famously was told don't go there because they're Somali pirates." and he went I'm going there
0: and then he was like I'll give you all of my crew if you let me live (laughs) shoot them all
1: I really Tom Hanks is a jerk
0: I really can't think of any games coming out for the PS5 I'm actually fucking excited for no well
1: just give me a PS5 then no fuck you anyway you're done
0: one sec, I'm just going, to quickly, just going well, to quickly...
1: That's not good content for the video, is it? Deathloop? Death... I don't care about that. No, nor do I. Is there a new yet? is uh, no. Oh. no.
0: No, no, no,
1: What am I going to do with all my figures?
0: I don't know, that's actually a good question. Little Devil Inside is a game coming up. Uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits is a game coming up. <laughs> no idea. Riders Republic? No. Life oh, that's strange. the
1: um, Riders Republic's that sort of sequel to Steep, isn't it?
0: Oh, snowboarding.
1: Yeah, but it's like um all sorts of stuff. It's motorbikes and anything anything you can go downhill on, basically.
0: Oh, it definitely comes out the day after my birthday. No. Um There's really not much. Rainbow Six Extraction comes out three I... days after my birthday. Think, think, yeah, oh, Far Cry 6 is out in October. Uh... i got to wait four months before a game comes out that I actually want to play on the PS4. Yeah. PS5, sorry.
1: You can get it on Xbox, can't you? I, I wouldn't do that. What you done? Um... Done faffing around on Ghost your phone? Ghostwire
0: Tokyo's out this year, apparently. Really? Oh, that's not coming out this year, is it? No, no, no. That's going to be
1: months. Can I end the podcast now?
0: Oh, Dying Light 2 comes out at the end of the Right, year. anyway, goodbye. Alright, bye everyone. Ninja's a cunt. We're going to start this rivalry. I've had enough of him. He's a. He's just a prick, isn't he? Oh, GTA Five's out on the PS5 soon.
1: Oh, sweet. We're
0: going to play that game again. On a
1: third console.
0: Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach? That's out at some point in 2021. No, one's got fourth and it's got
1: four funds not attached to that anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, he's I mean, a he's Republican and a now. fucking freak, yeah. isn't he? But... Wasn't he, like... Wasn't he putting money towards, like, pro-life,
1: anti-choice people? Um, homophobic types and all that. When we're Republicans. Oh, homophobic types as yeah. well. What a of But the community all defended him because he just didn't know. It's like, really? You can't...
0: I like the fact that I saw a tweet where someone was like, Thanks for getting rid of my favourite series of games. I just thought to myself, your favourite series of games is Five Nights at Freddy. You're a dumb fucking cunt. You're as dumb as Ninja.
1: Mm. PewDiePie's the one who played Five Nights at Freddy's. Five
0: Nights at Freddy's a game for dickheads. Can we end the podcast now? Yeah, go on. Say goodbye. I reckon. Alright, bye everyone. If someone knows of a game coming out for the PS5 that's meant to be good, can you let me know what it is? And I might buy it, because there's nothing. Um, you can find Anne at LV fifty four Space Monkey on Twitter, you can find him on YouTube as Mellow Gaming, you can also find him as Reacting Centai, Yopper Ranger. You can also find Ant Ann's bot collection. Waste of time. His bot collection isn't a waste of time telling people. His bot collection, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a waste of time telling people. You can find me at Chris everywhere. No one cares. Including Twitch and PlayStation and Yeah, listen on SoundCloud. If you like the podcast, give us a like and a review. And you got any
1: reviews? We did that. That's what we did for the last two hours.
2: Cool. Bye, everyone. Bye. Ninja's a cunt.